The Pulse of Hawkesbury. Pulse. 89.9 FM. Good morning to everyone out there. My name is Nick. I'm here with Shane and Gaz for your Real New Fishing Show. Guys, can we say good morning to our listeners? Good morning, everyone. How and are you? Hello, listeners. Good morning. Good morning. How are you all doing? Hopefully, everyone's doing a great, uh, having a great time at the moment. We are, um, we're all fresh and ready to go. We're a bit, um, we're an hour later in this morning, which is excellent. And our new spot at uh, six to eight a.m. Hopefully, to get a few more live listeners. Um, and if you're tuning in from iHeartRadio as well, good morning to you too. And if you're listening on the Spotify, uh, welcome, welcome, welcome. Uh, we've got a we've got an interesting, a little loaded up show today, but we'll we'll talk about that after we pop into the the good stuff that everyone needs to know about the weather, the tides, what's what's happening out there for those people heading out. And uh, considering it's already six, people like all three of us would almost almost be on the water by now. So um, we'll fill you guys in for what you'd be doing today and tomorrow. So um, today we've got fourteen to twenty five. It's a, it's a sunny day. It's sunny both days. Um, yeah, uh, west oh, to yeah. northwesterly winds of 15 to 25 k's, tending west to southwesterly uh, uh, at those same at those same speeds in the evening, and then lightening out in the late evening. So it might be best to head out a bit later, but still nothing to worry about when it comes to the winds. Uh, Sunday we got 15 to 22 degrees and sunny, so similar to our Saturday. Light winds becoming north to northeasterly, 15 to 25 kilometers again in the early afternoon, and then going uh, northwest to southwesterly in the late afternoon. So both days looking really nice. A bit of sun. Um, with the tides, Saturday, the high tide today is 8.45. It's a 1.42 metre tide, and the low is going to be at 3 p.m., which is a 0.3, so a difference in 1.1 metres. Perfect. One of my it's a, it's a better better difference in the tides. And then on a Sunday, we've got 9.30 a.m. for your first high, which is at 1.48 tide, and a low again at 3.30 of 0.3 metres. So 1.1 metre difference in tide. We'll talk about what that means. Um, tomorrow, we have a new moon. There's going to be a lot of people excited about that. And uh, the barometric pressure is 1017, just under that 1020 that we look for. But uh, we, we can also talk about what that's going to do. It's not, you know, not the end of the world when it comes to fishing. I'd still be heading out. And we've got a water temp of 20 to 21 degrees holding from last week. Um, boys, how's our week been? Yeah, good. Uh, a bit busy. I went out for a little fish on Sunday. Got a nice little... Um Jewfish on board. That was uh, a big, what do little one? What do you mean, little? <laughs> no, You're and, terrible. Um, yeah, and it was a bit fresh this morning, actually, when I was, because I just come off the river this morning, I was bringing the little boat over to the wharf, and I'll tell you what, it was fresh. Nice. It's, um, but it's going to be a nice weekend for fishing, actually. It's pretty well perfect, isn't it? I think it is, actually, but it's a shame that today sort of spoils it a little bit because everyone's got to take that time out to go and vote today. Oh, that's right, too. So. Uh, Oh, yeah, I forgot about so that bit. Sort of, sort of mucks up. And also, just to let all you fishermen know out there, uh, today and tomorrow, between Wiseman's Ferry and Windsor, they've got the ski races on. So, and those areas are going to be closed for fishing or for tra- even travelling on. So, the maritime will be up there this weekend. So, it's between Windsor and... And, and Wiseman's Ferry. Yeah, yeah, so I think if you can still put in at Wiseman's Ferry, but you've got to chuck a right and head towards yeah, Spencer. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. You just can't go Pretty up sure. there. They'll just close it off. So, and it's too Just stay away anyway. from there anyway. 100% just stay away. 
So yeah. whereabouts is that from? Between Windsor and Wiseman's Ferry. Oh. Yeah. The 120's on, so that's all right. I was actually going to head up and watch it. I was going to bring the big boat up and anchor it at, at like Colo or somewhere and oh, watch it come around that, would that be corner. A classic, just to sit there back and relax with a few tinnies and yeah, watch it. Be oh, awesome. that'd be great. Yeah, that's what I thought because I've done a lot of the um, circuit boat racing lately, and I've, yeah. I get right into me. Oh, mate, race anything to do with boats, I'm into. It's just yeah. I love them. I've never. Well, I'd love to watch the circuit racing. Is that what they call where they're doing yeah, all those little the, quick turns? Blind, oh, so yeah. that's is that today or no? No, no, no. This is oh, the ski racing. I'm going to that next time for sure. Yeah. Crack a few tinnies and watch some tinnies. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. nice. No, but apart from that, I've, I've, um, I'm, I'm going fishing next Wednesday and Thursday. But I'm fishing Wednesday night. I'm going for a, I'm going for a. Brim, Whiting and Taylor session. Yeah, right. Actually, I was just telling you before, I'd seen a bull shark at the boat ramp this morning. No, Hovering around he was. Stuff. It was a cool little nah, thing. He was only nah, like nah, probably nah, six nah, or nah, seven hundred nah, long, but good to watch him nah, sort nah, of come nah, in nah, and hover nah, around. It was awesome. They're still in the system, mate. His name's where's, Bruce. Where's, where's, <laughs> where's Mama? Well, actually, <laughs> there, there's been some nice nice fish caught actually this week I've seen up on the table, so it's uh, been good. Yeah, plus on the, if you have a look on the page, there was a nice metre caught last night. Yeah, so I know, I think, I think I've seen um, one, my one, two, three, four, four over a metre this week. So, so they're out there, which is good, and plenty of flathead too. Plenty of nice flatties around. So um, it's all looking good for this weekend. Yeah. Well, um, and this topic for this week is everything, uh, everything fishing in the Hawkesbury River. So. What we wanted to do is we we had some good responses last week to all the topics, uh, all the questions related to Jewfish, um, and going in this week, we're going to be talking about everything to do with the Hawkesbury River fishing. So we've got some questions on boating, we've got some questions on prawns, um, we've also got questions that we've attended to many times before through our page, but maybe not on air, so... We've got. Um, we're looking forward to responding to a few of these, and if your question doesn't get asked, it's all good. We'll pass them on through next week because we've had about we've had over twenty responses, um, and we've got a lot of people that have asked through the comments. But as we've said, guys, if you text your questions in, um, and it's also by the end of this session, you'll be um, you know available to receive ten tickets into our Hawkesbury Two Fish what's Raffle. That number, Nick. That number is zero four three triple four zero double five three, and make sure that you include your name there so by the end of this session we're going to be choosing one person who's asked a question and you've got 10 tickets into our Hawkesbury Jewfish raffle I might text in too they're pretty good rods aren't they have they got a chance of winning Nick Uh, up for grabs we have a variety of fishing combos so we have uh, from a Saragossa reel and what rod do we have paired with those going any rod they've got Veritas they've got yeah the value is roughly between five and six hundred. Yep, and stuff, then we also it? have an opportunity to win an eighteen hundred dollar Stella combo, which Correct. is a Stella reel, and a, and the rod uh, is Dyla, also a Daiwa Black, Black yep. Tournament Edition. Yep. So one of those tickets, and and it's happened before. You might even win two prizes. So those yeah. tickets we've kept them aside, and those people on our page have bought all the rest but of them up. Your questions must be legit. So let's get in the um, let's get the ball rolling. We've got a few questions uh, slowly coming through now, but we're going to tend to the ones that we really haven't responded to uh, before or as often. And uh, we popped in and just got these, so we're going to start having a bit of a chat. So um, when it comes to one of the questions someone's asked is, "What's the most universal size hook and bait for fish in the Hawkesbury?" Now, let's just think about it. The people that are texting in. If, if we're looking at beginner fishermen or if we're looking at fishermen targeting certain species, we're looking at universal. So I would say we're all three of us split up. You've got to catch as many different fish in the Hawkesbury. 
what kind of hook and what kind of bait are you going to bring with you? You can only bring one kind of hook and one kind of bait. And wow. you want to catch as many different species of different sizes. One what are you going to bring? That makes it hard. One bait <laughs> and one hook. No, that's all right. One bait. type of bait. You can have a big bag of. Well, I'd just easy. I'd I'd do a four, four o and prawn. I'm what type? What style of hook? J hook. J hook. I don't use circle. J hook. J hook. Four o and fresh prawns. Mm-hmm. You're sort of going to cover all year round, there, aren't you? Yeah. Well, I'm I'm going to go against that. I'm, I'm, I mean, this is opinion only. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to go a 2-0 yep. with garlic, parmesan, chicken. Every fish loves it. <laughs> yeah, right. That's all right. Yep. Sounds like the locals might eat that too. You can, oh, you got it, you got it well, for lunch too if you want. It, you can always <laughs> take it home. Oh, don't worry. I'll eat, the, I'll eat the raw prawns if I get hungry <laughs> no, enough. Don't worry, mate. <laughs> um, I would say similar to Shane with the 4-0 hook, but I'd go a circle hook only because I, do, I use – predominantly 4-0s and 5-0s, but I would also go circles because I feel they work better as a snell. So my bait, as much as I fish prawns nonstop, I would go with squid. I would go with green eye, cal- green eye calamari because I can cut that down or I can make longer strips. I can use the head. I can use a full bait. So I would say more because I can change the profile of the bait. Um, I would go squid because I might want to go for brim, so I'll make the bait a little strip, or I might want to go for jewfish or a flathead, so I might go for a big one across a snell of two hooks. So that's the only reason I do that. But I, I do predominantly fish literally what Shane said is but the four O's with prawns. I'm choosing the chicken over all that because of the scent. All right, And I know all my past fishing that scent will always attract the fish. So that's why I'm choosing that. Whereas I put a live prawn out, it's only the vibrations that are going to attack the fish and attract mm, the fish. So whereas a scent, they'll come from a long way. Like a mini bird tray. They'll, they'll yeah. Come, yeah, they'll come yeah. from a long way to, to do that. Uh, yeah. So, Excellent. Uh, but if anyone else has got suggestions, suggestions, hey, text us in, guys, and, and let us know what your size hook and one bait it would be good. Uh, before we go any further, Grace and Dean, how you going, guys? Have a great session out there today. Oof. A couple of fish shows on the water already this morning. Already just, I know just, a couple already out there too. Yeah, they just uh, sent us a shout-out, so a shout-out back to you guys. I'm a bit jealous, actually. I wish I was out there. Yeah, me too. Might, what's the? It's pretty good this afternoon. I might even head out, head out and do that to tide this I've afternoon. Got, There's a load I've got to get o'clock. my vehicle service this morning. Then <sighs> I've got to go and vote. And then I've got to prepare dinner for my children. Make sure you remember that, guys. For those who didn't go early, today you need to vote. So we've got our referendum on today. And... Um, just make sure that you put a bit of your time aside for that so you don't get um, a nice letter in the mail. So, so you owe me a hundred dollars. Yeah. <laughs> spend that on a on a spend that on a Sienna combo for one of the kids or something. Yeah. Um rather than one of the other questions, I've just had Duffy text in. Um, and he's actually said, what are some of the non-traditional baits that you can catch mulloway on? Because we usually use squid, prawn, mullet, yaka, herring, and tailor. Um, what are some more obscure, obscure baits so that you might accidentally catch and use? Um, he's um, caught them on chicken strips, bloodworm, yabbies, while chasing brim. Um, and Ludwig Felix, Ludwig Phillips as well, he's caught them on as well. Well, he's basically covered You've covered the whole He's deal, covered yeah. everything there. Yeah. Um, I have heard of people catching them on, on uh, steak. Yep, yep, yep. I've heard that, but uh, yeah, but Duff, you just said that, mate. You've just covered it all. Well, um, in the Hawkesbury, I on the beaches because I know that on the beaches, I know a bunch of people use like they use half tailor, so the profile is bigger. Yeah, but yeah. which was mentioned, but uh, salmon fillet, 
So Aussie salmon fillet is really common on the beaches, and um, my cousins, for, for uh, yeah, and my yeah. cousins that fish on the beaches down at the Coorong, which is the biggest beach to fish yeah, in South yeah. Australia. Salmon fillets very well, common. Salmon are very popular down there, aren't they? Yeah, down and that's that's Australia. they use live they use fresh pilchard there. So fresh pilchard there, but it's. In I wouldn't I wouldn't use it in most scenarios, but the pilchards they get there are like not just IQF. They've got a different kind of local pilchard in the clear bag because you can mm. actually get them there. That's predominantly what bait they fish there. Other than that, I've heard people use brim fillets off the beach as well, but not commonly. But as an extra fillet, That's, so yeah. Yeah. yeah, I'm not sure. To be honest, if you cut open a jewfish and you see what's in them, there's flathead in there. So if you have flathead on you and it's legal size and you want to use it, I wouldn't say not to use it because, well, a lot of people don't try it, so how would you know? What was the guy that got that uh, meter fish yesterday? Peter, was it Peter on our page? Not too sure. Uh, I think it was Peter Brennan. Um, he said he opened up his Mulloway yep. and it had two tailor heads yeah, right on. and frames. So and guess been. what he was using for bait? Taylor Phillips. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, right. Yeah, so he, he well, the one had I the got actually, had. the one I had got the other night, it was um, it was empty, it had nothing in it. Yeah. So I saw that; it looked very slim. It was when, um, when you showed when you picked it up. Yeah, it was it a strange slim, sort of because um, he, he was fast too. He he took about two hundred and fifty meters off my line. I could see little, the bottom of the yeah. spool. So I don't know what his what his problem was. Maybe he's just maybe he's a fast. Maybe he's he was, not eating he just so like he can get fast. Yeah, I think he's so. not a front row. I got uh, Cleary on there. He just ran away from his. No, it's He's probably at the boat. He's like, <laughs> look at his head. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I would say, if uh, as you're saying, Duffy, it's not stuff that you would commonly use, but. All these baits that you've listed are things that people have used since the last 80 to 100 or 50 to 80, 100 years. Mm. It's just passed on through knowledge. But the other fish in the system, you got those – is it Tommy Ruff? What's the little thing Tom, that I – Tommy you, Ruff, is in, he's down I've got that south. in Cowan. Well, the little Ruff – Hardy Head. Oh, the Hardy Head. The Hardy yeah. Heads, Garfish, anything that's in the system. You think If you think Jewfish are going to avoid them, they're the biggest predator in the water other than the bull shark. Oh, they'll eat it. So they'll it. eat anything. They, they, they're they not going to disregard most fish, but I know they're not going to go for brim usually because of the fins and how they're – shaped or whatever, but a fillet of any fish, I don't see why they wouldn't because they're a predator. Yeah, of course they are. Big yep. flatties eat small flatties and the plastics that people are using now and are the shape of mini flatties. flatties. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if Jewies eat their own, but I'm, I've heard they do. You know what I want to try one night? Right. Because I've often cut up a Jewie and I've, I've seen mud crab inside them. Mm. I'd love to throw a I'll just uh, put a, no, claw. a claw out or something oh, like that. off the break that. wall. People pick wouldn't them off be, there. Wouldn't that be crazy? Well, yeah, well people off the break walls flick... Uh, crabs, the little crabs know, you can pick I, yeah, off the I wall. Know that, but so, I'm, I'm talking yeah. in the river, in our river. I wonder if you system. could just put a bit of crab meat on, like get the claw and. Oh, open no, it the up, crab sticks I, from the fish and chip shop. <laughs> Fred it onto a big 12 Find it Make sure it's balanced. <laughs> we, we, well, maybe we need to do that, boys. We need to all try. Let's let's put it out to the page and see if anyone. We, let's get a list of obscure baits and we'll see if we can take them out one day and see what we get. Because I've said to I've said to Gaz, oh, no, I, I've said to Gaz no, since no. I started fishing with him, I, was, I want to catch one on bread crust. Like yep. he goes, every fish takes bread. I'm like, do Jewy fish? And he looks at me and I said, I'm going to catch one on bread. And the the the, the word, well, not the worst thing he did, but I was giving away uh, kids' rods and reels. They're only like little cheap little forty. Oh, the blue outfits. ones. <laughs> and he goes, Gaz, I want to take one and catch a Jewy. And I did. So he did. He caught. <laughs> oh, yeah, and the real the real was exploded. It was, yeah. it was like. <laughs> It sounded like HQ idling in the morning. It was just going nuts. Was, oh, and you're crazy, oh. man. You're crazy. 
Yeah, but um, anything else you guys want to offer? Well, but I think Duff, when it, when it, we're talking about obscure baits, it's anyone who fishes often enough to catch them and take them and cutting them open and seeing what's in there. There's no reason you wouldn't use those baits. I, I, I think providing it's fresh. Oh, and right. and one more. My mate's biggest jewy uh, in botany was on a live whiting. Yeah, so right. his his biggest jewfish was on a live whiting. Caught him on whiting yeah. and live slimies. Slimies you can catch them on as well. But slimies float to the surface a lot. That's why when we fished at Southwest Rocks, we yeah. used the yellowtail more. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. really, anything in that water that's smaller than a jewfish, other than your, your bull route and things like that, anything that can be eaten will be eaten. So, oh, no, yeah, thanks for the question, Duff. Um, and that, that, question. that adds on to our other one. So, um, all right, next question. We're going to go for um, Jono asked, did jewfish head out to the reef or breed uh, to breed or offshore? So do they head out to breed or they head upshore, uh, up up river, sorry, and what time of the year? So where do they go to breed and when do they go? Yeah, they'll head out They'll head out offshore. So, um, Thanks for the always, question, Jono. Yeah, it's, it's a pretty hard one, this one, because it's hard to find actually when they do go, but um, I'm thinking around Christmas time well, they go. The, the theory is, and if you read up on them, they go out in January. Yeah. And they, they go out for three months and they come back towards the end of March. Yeah, because I always find you'll catch them now up until uh, the end of November and sort of come into December, they, they start to swindle away, the big moment. ones anyway, yeah. They're getting very frisky. And there's a lot of lot of metres. I've seen four, four over a metre this week. And so. I probably, mate, they're going to answer your, not answer your question, but to uh, tell you, you caught that fish and he was very slim. Yeah. You've got to think that, they, they, they're thinking about the next couple of months. Well, we've got to get off. So we've got to go see Norma, or yeah, that's we're right. going to see Shelley out offshore. <laughs> yeah, we're going to think, we're a bit of tinkering them. around out there. Yeah, that's, so that's, that's what, what it is. They'll, they'll head out now. They'll the bigger ones anyway. So around Christmas time and that, you'll get like your just on legals and heap of soapies. But that's right. A lot, a lot of them, a lot of them do tend to stay off offshore uh, because the, the 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 water temperatures tend to drop around April. Yeah. All right. And then what happens when the water drops is a lot of your estuary species will start venturing offshore. All right. And then the mulloways stay out there. But you still have a few that stay in the system and like your your residential fish as yeah, well. Yeah, you're always going to get them all year round, but the always. But then once that temperature starts to re rise again, say September, yep. then they start to come back in yeah. again. And that's when you start to realise all your 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 uh your, your your mullet go crazy from about September onwards, mm. they, yep. and that, that is well you you know for yourself those mullet are going crazy. Oh yeah, they're, they're mad. Yeah, but then you got like so so when it starts cooling back down around March and stuff like that, yep. and the mullet are about to do, when they start they'll do their run they'll out to the river. Run, yes. So then the big ones come back up the river and feed on the mullet on the yeah. way back out. And That's you might even have I don't know if the water temp drops too low, they might head back out at different times of yeah, the year. Yeah, but you also yeah. and, and also the offshore reefs you're. Yeah, if you know how to target a dewy offshore, you, you'll get them. Yeah. That's one thing I've never been able to and do. And from what I've heard is the bigger the, ones are the first ones to come back in the system. Yeah, so yeah. there's your residential dewfish, but more bigger dewies will be getting caught once the ones from offshore come back into the system. Yeah. yeah. So but that's, you, you, that's what you, I've heard. You, your soapies will more than likely stay in the system. Yeah, they stay, yeah. they'll definitely they'll stay, stay in the system. Because the yeah. they're going to get they, – they stay there for protection so well, they, they yeah. don't get predators. Predation. And, and bait fish is easy for them to come by. Yeah. yeah. That's the thing that's more important. A good question, Jono. Yeah. Well Thanks, done. Thanks, Jono. And um, hopefully you get those um, those kingies off Bar Point. Uh, I, I know you've tried really hard with your best mate, Finchie, and you haven't had luck. So um, best of luck to you and Finchie catching those kingies. 
Uh, before we go to a break, we're going to hit up one more question because we had a bit of time after that. Um, Kane said that he's he wants to go for his meter flatties, um, and he said that he wants to know well, what's the best time of year to go for your big flathead. Shane, well, you said already. Well, I'm, I'm calling that now. Now till like November is going to be the best time for a flatty. I've found just all, all that, them two months there. For some you know, reason. Now, I, 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 for the life of me, I can't catch them in winter. Yeah. Right? No. I just, you just, and the whole system just shuts down. But I yeah. think I think they're around all the time. But the, they the, in numbers, everything in numbers is less. Uh, yeah, and then right. everything in numbers is more in when the first, just before winter and just after winter is when I've caught my well, biggest fish. I, I, a lot of catches were coming in. August, September, and October. Yeah. Yep. So it's yeah, really I'm just going up. off, um, especially like I used to fish the Hawkesbury Classic a lot, and you'd always see big, big um, flathead come in on the way in, and that was always November. So uh, October, November is the probably the, yeah. the two months. Because it's really, when it comes to winter, the ones that are the last ones out of the kitchen really are going to be a bigger one. So the last flatties are going to be hanging around until those last bits of bait are out, Correct. and yep. then they're going to be the first ones back in as soon as they can. So... We want to uh, we want to yeah. see it soon, Kane. Hurry up! Oh, mate, you got to you got to be proof of that, uh, Kane. So you know, I, I used to go. Well, I go up to um, uh, Crowdy Head a lot, and off quite often. We'll, my mate and I will, will, will after we go chase our snapper, we'll come back off Harrington, yeah, and, and we'll just be out of the inlet, and we'll be out in about thirty meters of water. You know what we catch out there? We no. ca- we were catching monster. Duskies, yeah, righto, monsters, monster duskies. No, I'm talking. They, they were they were two to three kilo jobs. This is going back a fair bit, uh, but we've been back since and we have never caught them. So, and I wonder if they interbreed with the blue spots. You know what I mean? Oh, righto, yeah, yeah. I'm not sure. I was just I was just thinking of that because I know because that's not far apart, is it? Like they're going to no. be out a bit further, not far away from each other. No, so that's maybe right. they well, we've got a spot. Do a bit of dancing we, out there to each other. We've got yeah. a spot out there where we fish in like the 30, 33 meter mark. And we've often caught the duskies there, eh? Yeah, right. With, along with the blue spots together. Yep. Ah. Mixing in with each other. So I'd like to know what they're feeding. And, I, I, and you often cut them open, and guess what they've got inside? They've got these little baby eels inside. Oh, fair dinkum. Yeah, yeah eels. Little, little, little baby ones. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Well, Different. we're going to be going to a break, guys, so we're going to give you a bit of a break from us, and then we're going to pop back in another minute. So, hear from you soon. Windsor RSL offers a relaxed and friendly atmosphere for all of its members and guests. Whether you're attending an event or simply relaxing with family and friends. The Hawks Freeze. Pulse 89.9. G'day, it's Farmer Dave here for Pulse 89.9 FM, the community station in the Hawkesbury. Hi there, Kevin Morich here. Whoa, yeah, yeah. For Pulse 89.9 FM, your community station here in the Hawkesbury. Yeah. Skin, fitness, hair and beauty. Phone 45783796. Station sponsor. HDL Excavations, local Hawkesbury mini excavation service for 30 years. Fully insured. Call 0428 995471. Station sponsor. You want to quit smoking? Have you tried and no good? Have a go at Quit for Life. Quit for Life has helped millions of people quit smoking for good. Why let smoking control everything you do? Visit quitforlife.com.au today and get your life back. Station sponsor. It's time for a signage revamp. Contact Glenn from Sign It Graphics. Proudly based in the Hawkesbury with over 15 years experience in the signage game. 
From car decals, shop frontages to industrial work, nothing is too big or too small. Contact Glenn at signitgraphics.com.au. It's time to get the attention your business deserves. As a local for over 30 years, Matt from Emperor Air knows air conditioning. Now is the perfect time to contact Emperor Air, your local air conditioning specialists. Call today, 9125-0566, Emperor Air, where your comfort is our priority. Station sponsor. Need a lawyer? Contact Cathy Stevenson Associates, offering 24-7 free legal advice. Contact their office on 4555-4622 or via kathystevensonandassociates.com.au. Station sponsor. Biggie Boutique, linen and cotton clothing for both men and women. Shop 5, 340 Windsor Street, Richmond. Contact us on 0414 906 009 or figgyboutique.com.au. Station sponsor. Hawkesbury Race Club, the event centre in the Hawkesbury. Perfect for weddings, conferences and special occasions with a four-star motel boasting 30 luxuriously appointed rooms. Hawkesbury Race Club, 0245 772263. Station sponsor. It's a win-win when you bank with your local community bank because we return profits directly to the Hawkesbury community. Where else can great banking create such a positive impact? Switch today. Bendigo Bank, the better big bank. Station sponsor. Hawkesbury screen printing and embroidery for all your workwear, personal protection and sporting needs as well as a huge range of promotional items. Call 457-111-51 or sales at hawkesburyscreenprinting.com.au Station sponsor. And we are back guys thank you for waiting in on us uh we're going to be hitting up these questions about everything to do with the hawkesbury river so for those of you just tuned in we've answered a few questions today and we've got more time for questions and any question that you pop in actually puts you in the running for our hawkesbury jewfish rifle for 10 tickets for a prize of up to 1800 dollars so the ticket the number again is zero four three triple four zero double five three you'll find that on the top of the pulse page or on our posts on social media uh, any question to do with the hawkesbury river from boating to fishing to camping anything any questions you have we'll put you in the running for that and we will announce that at uh eight o'clock so guys the next question we're going to be getting to we just um kane just asked a question about uh, best time of year for meter flatties. Um, as we said, the the first and you know just before and just after winters when your big ones are going to be just heading out and just heading in. Um, but he also had another question about glow tubes and glow beads. Do they scare or do they bring in the fish? And I'm gonna I'm gonna add on to that with glow sinkers because I know Mel Spikes, who's a member of the page. Yeah. Hey, go Mel. Shout out, Mel. Yep. We love you. You, you, you contribute greatly to um, the fishing community. I'm going to say that for myself. You, you, you're doing a real good job for us. And, and you get out there and you know what? She gets out and she gets the fish and a, and a few people can get a bit jealous. So um, she knows what she's doing. If you haven't yet, tune into Mel Spikes. Go on YouTube, type a name in and type a name on Facebook. Give her a follow and a watch. Uh, she does what a lot of us don't. Uh, she actually does a few things differently to us, which we're not going to share because we're going to let you watch her videos and see what she does. So Mel, she sells her own glow, glow sinkers. She does, and she uses yeah, right. them quite regularly, yes. So if we're looking at glow sinkers, glow beads, glow tubes, what are our opinions on? Do they scare the fish no. or do they bring them in? No, they can attra- at, at deeper depths, they will attract the fish. Right, they won't scare them. So, at what all. is he putting them on the on the actual on the, on the sinker? sinker. Yeah, sinker. Right, as a sinker, she got glow sinkers. Yeah, she right. does the sinker straight to the hook. 
Oh yeah, she? but you can also run a trace as mm. well. It doesn't matter. Yeah, cool. Doesn't doesn't scare the fish. Can at she? All. Um, I, I want to try some of them. Yeah. Well, we'll grab I'm a like, set of them. Yeah, yeah. Let's hit her up. Let's get some. I'll, um, well, I'll, let's, I'll, let's, try, I'll try it. Let's go to spotlight and let's get some. <laughs> well, I'm heading, I'm heading out on definitely on Sunday for another fish or Monday. Yeah. So I might try and grab some and, yeah. and, and use I'll, them. I'll have a chat with her and I'll see if I can order some. And we've got stuff. to. You've got to. And if you want to test um, the person that's asked the question or Kane. Um, if I was you, I'd be going. If you've got, I, I think he does a lot of fly or plastics. Yes. If you're doing that, if next time you're on a bait session, Kane, why not try one rod with and one without? Because really, you're no. gonna you're gonna be the evidence for that. But Kane, wouldn't you already be using a glow a glow lure? And if you don't, and he said glow lures as well. So I, to be honest, for me, I use I use the glowing the UV squid jigs. How about I, you tell us, Kate? Yeah. How about you text us back and say what you? And use? guys, when when it comes <laughs> give to us a GPS too, while you're in yeah. It. <laughs> when it when it comes to the Jewfish, a lot of these things that people do, they will keep to themselves because they've done the research. Mm. So if you, if we answer this question based on what we know, someone else might go out and find out that what we're saying might not yeah, match up with know, what they do. Um, Last year, me and Maddie we were out on his boat, and he's got the squid lights underneath his underneath yeah. his hull, yep. and, and we green. and we turned them on just to see what what would happen, and we were actually catching jewfish with the squid lights on. Well, so that sort of answers <laughs> the question, doesn't it? Funny you should say that because when we were out there um, fishing for hair tail this year, yep. Uh, well, that's I'll, another thing I'd seen. There's a not big hair tail call in the week. I'll make come past me. Yeah, no, well, I turned on my squid lights, and I was fishing with Luke. And uh, all of a sudden, the whole back of the boat just lit up. Yeah, yeah, with bait. yeah. And yep. squid. Yeah, because if I turn my, my lights on the back of my boat, if I'm sitting there having a barbecue or whatever, and they've been on for sort of four hours, if I before I go to bed, I turn my lights off, I'll film it one night, and the whole place, because you've turned the lights off and it spooks them, the whole place just rises. You can go nuts, eh? You, yeah. you can see all the It's like a, it's like a firecracker. It, yeah, does yeah. Attract, it does attract the, the fish, guys. It doesn't... Scare them at all. I th- no. But let's go back because I would say with lights, definitely with attract the, the bait fish. Noise, which noise the is going to definitely be a, a that's 100%. The, I'm 100% noise, 100%. but light sort of doesn't bother them. No, but we're, if we're talking about the glow tubes and the glow beads, look, I, I, when I see people running them in the city, I, I think it's a bit dumb. I, I, use, I don't do it. I use glow tubes offshore when I'm fishing yeah. for, for bottom bouncing yeah. all the time. Yeah, right. Because so there's always, nothing for miles out there. It's like always an attractant. Yeah. Always. So don't be. Yeah. You know, don't worry about if, if you Anything, think it's yeah, going to scare. Right. No. Just use no. Them. I think in the Hawkesbury River, I would, though, I would definitely no. want to try them. I want to give that a go. Yeah. Nice. I think. I think the the bait fish are attracted to light because they need to see food. That was Kane as well. That was the second oh, part. Oh, okay, Kane. But I wouldn't. <laughs> it, me personally, from what I know, because. Mulloway are predatory. They like it dark, and they like the wash, and they like things where they because they can sense vibration and things like that where there's no vibrations. But they'll see liveies. They'll see their bait around the light, so they go to the light for the bait, not for any other reason. They don't go to look around. They look and see the bait hanging around the light. Yeah, that's right. And then that's what they're going for. But with a bead or a, or a glow tube, I, to be personally honest, I don't think I don't think it does attract most of the species in the Hawkesbury. It does. It doesn't attract them. No, no. it doesn't. It, but it doesn't it, also scare them off. I think they might no, be interested. No, 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 that's right. No, I, but I think the only one that'll find out is someone that has four rods out at night and has two with and two without and see the difference. But I don't think anyone's You're quite doing often, that. Yeah. You're, you're, I've quite often had uh, uh, my, my rods out with glow, glow beads on them or, or glow tubing, and with the other one, nothing. The glow tube will work all the time. Yeah. All the time. See, I haven't, I, I haven't done my... I, I, I do most of my fishing in day, so... 
Mm. I can't answer to that, but from what I know, people use them more offshore yeah. or in yeah. the or in the bays I've, and the harbors. I've got because you know how I do float fishing as well. Mm. On top of my floats, I've got a tube, mm. uh, and it allows me to put a glow stick in top of the top of the float. Mm. So if I want to do nighttime float fishing, I use the glow stick, and that, yeah. that just helps me see the float. Yeah, not but for the fish. All, but yeah, but that's also a reflection. Yeah. That goes on the water as well. I think if it's talking about small, small, tiny light that doesn't beam out, I, I think it's larger lights that are going to attract the oh, bait look, fish. Yeah, Different like story. If you're putting your spotlights on or something like that, but the, the coloured lights and your red lights, yeah, and, and you know, all coloured lights are fine. I yeah, think. that's right. Yeah, I think. yeah. Okay, and but I know definitely people use flasher rigs for for yes, hair tail. That's yeah. that's literally part and parcel because they they're yeah. interested. But I think most of the other species in the river, a lot of this is all passed down knowledge, guys. So it's good to ask about it, Kane, because some people use it just because their dads and their dads' dads have used it. But mm. yeah, yeah it doesn't question. make good yeah. question. Good question, Kane. Speaking of hair tail too, I seen a bloke. He got one on. In Barawa on uh, Monday or Tuesday. In Barawa? Yeah. During the day, he, he come up to me boat. In so the look day? Yeah. Do we have the GPS mark? I've actually that? caught him in Barawa <laughs> in, in, in summer as well. Because I know they few. travel all the way down to the end of Akuna Bay. And, and everyone don't just, worry, people. Yeah. It was a hair tail. It wasn't a, it wasn't um, a pike eel. I actually put a picture up of a um, of a hair tail once and everyone says, oh, that's a pike eel. Oh, I said, so oh, my God, no. The only thing pikes are good for is bull sharks. When, did I, when did I see you, Shane? What day was it? Was it Monday? Uh, uh, Tuesday or Tuesday, something like that, yeah. Tuesday. I got... So it must have been Wednesday you come up to me, but I was sitting there having my morning coffee. I can't remember. Was, whatever day it was. Oh, Wednesday, actually, yeah. I, and I went and fished my little spot. Um, I caught multiple undersized mulloway. Uh, but also the dreaded eel. eel. Well, that that hair tail was caught probably five hundred meters from that from that spot. You really? that, where we where you were. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, they didn't make the finals this year, so probably just hanging out in the Hawkesbury River early season. You know, they didn't have, the they eels. didn't make the top eight. Yeah, <laughs> oh, the, the eels in 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 the no, yeah. slower waters at there's, the there's moment. No team guys, guys, you'll notice in the Hawkesbury the eels will be in there eight weeks early if they don't make the finals. <laughs> Because they don't have time to rest, they got time to rest now. <laughs> so if we uh, we'll, we'll move on from there. But um, thanks for your questions, Kane. And um, look, you contribute a lot on the page as well. And people that do that, you know, we're happy to put out the put out the feelers for and that. If anyone doesn't know who Kane is, just go to the Hawkesbury Jewfish page and see the cover photo. That's our Kane. Um, also, coming back to bait, uh, Jeff Hot Reels said that uh, he's caught plenty of Jews on trumpeter. I can vouch for that. Yeah. He is a trumpeter. I, I, fish, <laughs> <laughs> I fish with Jeff a lot. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Oh, I thought we go fishing for bait and you know, we're catching his trumpet. He goes, and I just want to throw him back. He goes, no, 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 no. Keep him. We're going to keep him. Oh, really? <laughs> oh, flathead, <laughs> Jewies, yeah. Yeah, but even saying that as well, the, the soldier crabs and squirt worms and things like that, all the little stuff is Jewfish mostly in their belly, a lot of people find, like full of stuff like that. Lots well, of uh, elephants eat peanuts. That's what I've always been told. Yeah, well, they're scavengers. They're they'll dull eat much, in they'll they'll yeah. just clean the river. But it's not only just... Mulloway, it's we, we, you know we've got other species that'll eat all that sort of stuff. Yeah, yeah. it's all a food chain. So uh, and thanks for adding that um, for us, Hot Jeff. Um, Grace has said, "What's the ideal water temperature to catch jewfish?" I'll um, I'll start with uh, we. There's a research article. I've been reading a lot of research on Mulloway recently, and I've been very interested. And they did a they did a study on salinity and water temperature. For Jewfish, and yeah. they, they showed that in the Hawkesbury River, actually not the Georges, that the majority of fish caught during a 12-month period were caught in the middle of the river 
where the salt wasn't too high or low and where the water temperature wasn't too high or low. Yeah. So around that 18 to 20 degree mark. Yeah, I was is, about to say that. I, yeah. I like from 19 to 21. Brackish water, I, f- I find the brackish water, so I go up the river and sort yep. of wait till I can find that. Right on the brackish of, line. The changes yep. of the water and then I, that's where I fish. I would agree so, that. So oh, 20, yeah. 20, if you say 20 degrees, like low 20s, that's yeah. probably the perfect. That. Perfect. Like right now, nineteen to twenty is perfect. <laughs> and, yeah. now, and it is showing at the moment. Like the last last month, there's been some good fish caught. Yeah. So. Actually, my mate caught that when he he drifts. Yeah. The bloke I was talking about that drifts with the the mullet. Yeah. So he goes around the corner in his kayak and drifts with the mullet. Yeah. He come in with the I think it was about one twenty five yesterday Jeez. on the back of his kayak. <laughs> <laughs> well, talking so they're, about they're, they're around. Yeah, talking about drifting. We did that up at um, Southwest Rocks, and that's something that I want to start. Yeah, I used to bobby cork back in the day. Oh yep. my god, my favourite fishing. But, but now I think I'm going to start uh, doing some of that. I just, but I just don't get, make sure I've got two people on the boat. Oh, exactly, you um, need one person to kind of run the run the oh, show. No, just, no, you're right. You can just drift, hold the hold the line. So Grace, now that we've told you the uh, temperature, get out. You get need, no, she's <laughs> out there now. Yeah, you need to uh, now produce, is key. Produce just yeah. find, you find some Dino. find some change in water. So if you're in really really light water, it's really blue. Just move up the river or down the river. A bit where where it's where that changes so that slight discoloration. Get into an eddy and you'll you'll get one today. And just say um and just for just for everyone, we've had a keen person named Shane text in and say hey Shane here I want the prize. <laughs> <laughs> I've got to be in it to win it. Don't I? Shane whose number is suspiciously similar to um Shane Turner. <laughs> um, hey, worth a try. I'm in it now. I like do I get in it or what? Nah. Come on. Is that why I saw you text yeah. over there. <laughs> One of the many mistresses. Everyone text in and see if I should be in this draw or not. Come on, people. (laughs) Um, There's also another question that's come in, which we get quite often on the page, which we don't respond to much, is um, is there bait that the eels won't eat? No. (laughs) However, look, your live bait... Generally less get eaten. Generally less get eaten. So if you're fishing for... But but, but hang on, if if you've got a live bait out there, an eel will, will, will devour it. Yeah, yeah. All right. But it depends on what your your weight is that's holding that live bait down for that yeah. live bait to be able to move get away, away from yeah. it, you know. But if it's just sitting there in one spot, nah, he's gone. So, so what I'll do is, is I'll, I'll pull it in after an hour, and if he's starting to slow down, I'll change my bait of and get a, put a fresh one yes. just to avoid that eel. Yeah, of course. As soon as that, soon as that bait slows down, as you said, guys, they'll they'll just take it, hundred percent. And then mate, you'll get them the flappy time. ones too. Them big stingrays will. Oh, yeah. I, 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 the ones I got the other day, I had one that was. I took actually took a video of it. I yeah. haven't showed you yet. It was a, at least a meter and a half. Yeah, maybe, maybe oh, a bit more. Oh, stinger. It was huge. No, the, the the eel. Oh, we had a um uh, when we're out with Gaz. <laughs> <laughs> and Gaz is what Gaz was onto a big stinger the other day. Uh, it was a while ago, a year and a half ago, and he's like, "Oh, big Dewey!" And as he's pulling it up, I was just like, "At a live performance from Stingy Ray Vaughan," <laughs> <laughs> and you just see Gaz throw the rod down because they do fight. Oh, not similar, but like the eel uh, I got the other day yeah. that went off like a sting train, yeah, and it cool. was it was similar. But as soon as it gets closer, you're just like, "No, nah, that's it. the initial run of a stingray or a." Well, that's or like a, the or eel. Yeah. Like movie mate John, we call us the stingray hunters because when we ever, we go fishing together, we always seem to catch stingrays. That's all. I think that's <laughs> a common stingray. thing. I, I wouldn't mind just hunting them just for some. Well, they're, they're something. like oh, I got old mate up Paul that lives up up Wiseman's Way. He's the local uh, trapper up there. Yeah. He he, he, he makes a squillion yeah, out of them. Yeah, that's right. 
Yeah. There's some big I, ones up around. Oh, he had like well, a well. Uh, he had a bag the <laughs> other day. He come past and you see his bag wiggling around. I was like, e-. it's like those. I don't people in like I think it's Thailand or Bali. They put like the the eel, the leeches or the the small eels. They put them in the frying pan and they just all wiggling around. But, but that, that guy's the, bag the, of them. These that was weren't huge. these weren't the pike eels. These were the ones that come fresh down from the eels. fresh. They yeah. come down from the fresh into the salt. Yeah, uh, yeah. He was he catches those and he as I said he puts traps out and he'll often catch two hundred and twenty kilos. Of them. Apparently, people like uh, eating them. Though. No, well, he sent they yeah, go they go straight to the airport overseas. Yeah, yeah, go on. Yeah, yeah. they go stay on. live. Yeah, that's his main income is the eels. Yeah, yeah. The eels. Yeah. Well, um, I've heard that, the, and if you catch an eel, they're the best bait for shark. Yeah, yeah well, that's, you cut that. them into those little sushi roll shapes, like just the whole midsection, <laughs> and then you put a big hook it? through them. Yeah, yeah. Some rice yeah. With, that? with a wrap. Shout outs to the local Chinese shop near um, <laughs> near Gary's. He like he doesn't make them for him yet. Um, but yeah, there's no there's no bait you can use. But it's as we've said before, there are um, jewfish are a predatory species, so jewfish and sharks and things like that will. And the big flatheads, they'll grab your bait first, and if they don't grab it or whatever's left over of the dead baits is where all your, your pickers, and then right at the end is your vacuum cleaners of the sea, which is like your eels and your stingrays. And it's like fishing at the beach. They come through last to pick off what's left, same mm. as in the river. Is stingrays if it's, yeah. and shovel-nosed sharks. And they're, they're, they're everywhere. They're, they're everywhere, and they're scavengers. So, and it, you can't really avoid them, but... Um, well, it's a good sign, yeah. too. If you're getting a couple of stingrays, there's, there's obviously... Sometimes there's, there. there's dewfish yeah. around as well because they'll, they'll be feeding underneath. Yeah, that. and you can't you can't just go home if the eels are on. It is frustrating, but you will catch your dewfish amongst the eels. It's not like they're, they take that's, everything. That's over. why they're there. They're the there because there's you know other fish there. What I can't understand about these eels is where I fish right. I'm out in the middle of a channel. Yeah, I know. Yeah, there's no there's no rock rocks. No, well, because because you got the you got your fish feeding. See, so they're they're obviously feeding underneath the school yeah. school juice. Were well, you fishing? Yeah, but I'm not burling or anything. Yeah, that's there. right. I'm just yeah. They'll just sit there and wobble around and, and pick fish, up all the crap. Yeah, you can fish the left, the shore, the right, and then if yeah, you're in the I'm middle, in it's the, like I'm in the middle. Out of nowhere, river. Clint yeah, yeah. Gutherson <laughs> makes a break and gets onto the hook straight through the middle of the river system. <laughs> it's but it's it's frustrating, but also in saying that, uh, daytime there's a lot. I wouldn't say there's a none, but there's a lot less. Eels daytime. I yeah, find yeah. if you're doing daytime fishing, no, 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 no. Compared no, no, to no, same day, same no, night. No, if you're doing the, six the hours, you will get less. It is tight. So if it's a slower tide, the eels are going to be oh, around. They just more cruise they, around. They, they're out of the. But tide. I do find if I'm fishing the same day and the same night, I'll that's get where you'll find last weekend there would have been a heap of eels because yeah. the tides were smaller. So yeah, that's be one reason why I really don't like fishing at night is because of eels. Yeah, but the the bigger fish are going to be around. As I say, if you put your live baits out at night instead of putting your Smelly baits out. Yeah, that's right. It won't attract them as much. You just said that it's not. There's no, the same in day no, and night, and no, you don't like fish at night. What I mean is, is if you've got a smelly bait out there as well, which I did. Mm. I had squid. I had live bait. Yeah, uh, and the the, the the stinky baits will, will get attacked, right? But then if the other bait's right next to it, he won't stop him from no. going that as well. Um, you'll take all your lines out too. Build, yeah, yeah. <laughs> building on building on from there. Um, the will big jewfish swim in shallow water at night, and is there a minimum depth that they will feed on? Oh, it's the Pope of Catholic. They're yeah. everywhere. Yeah, I I've caught a, them on. Yeah. I've caught them on plastics, like in a mirror of water. Yep, and um, we've heard them bashing up right against the edge of the water at night. And I, I, I did put a post on the page earlier this week, so I, I don't know if it's a bit of a stab. Yeah, at that, so they will. Yeah, they will. They will. They literally bigger jewfish leave the holes and travel into the well, shallows at night. Hot reels and I, yep. we fish in a spot. 
Spot X. (laughs) It's only five foot. As the Kiwis say, Spot X. Yeah, it's only five (laughs) foot of water, and the the dewies that we've pulled out of there, unbelievable. You can hear them buffing up the bait, you know, and they're coming in. I think a lot of, by the sounds of these the comments here, a lot of people have just gone out and they've gone to the spots people know. They've gone to like your Juno Point, your Flint and Steel, this and the other. You sat there, you go home. You need, you guys need to learn that. You need to look at the feature of the river and then venture out to where where the fish might be other than that. Because if you go to certain little bays and little mm. areas and you sit there and listen, you're going to hear predatory fish smashing these fish up right against the banks. And then you that's where you should be putting your baits. You will. But look. To also to answer his question, I was talking nighttime. Yeah. Now, now daytime, you will get them in the daytime. Yeah. However, you've got to be in an area where there's, there's no noise. There's nothing around the other side. No. no noise. And we know that it's a middle of the and day. You, and you're using a Minn Kota just to Look. cruise around and, and throw yeah. plastics. Or, yeah. yeah. Very rarely. When you think when you think yeah. of overall schedule, like the yeah. theme of things, they're not really going to always find your, find your bait schools in it's the It's a one-in-a-lifetime opportunity if you do see it. I, th- yeah. I think when you're talking about, like, if you're fishing daytime with lures against the banks, I don't think that's because it's shallow. I think it's just them tucking away. But yeah. I think at nighttime with baits, I don't think at daytime with baits you're going to get many in the shallows just by sitting baits there. Well, I you're, think yeah, if you're, you're not going to go out tomorrow and try and fish for one in, in the, the shallows. No, no, no. But you're no, going to be just, at nighttime when no. they're scavenging. No. So, yeah, so they will come up, but yeah, yeah definitely. But Just I wouldn't doubt it. Don't w- go chasing well, them. Well, maybe no. some of you lure fishermen that are out there might want to text in and let us know. Give us a bit of feedback because this is feedback. just what we know. Um, yeah. But uh, like I said on that thing I posted the other day, it said they did a study and the, the larger Jewfish versus the smaller Jewfish, they said that 90% of the smaller Jewfish stayed in the holes at night. And oh, then, I love and that then, study. And then 10% of the larger Jewfish stayed in the holes because they went out and travelled and and they they went and got food from the shallows and came back to one of their home yeah, holes. Yeah. Nick showed me this um, <laughs> this chart the other day. This blew my mind. Yeah. Uh, how where the how they travel and where they travel yeah. and where they come back to. Oh right, right. Yeah, and that yeah. shows that Mulloway have home holes where they they will. So, People say, oh, the you know Jewfish go out to sea and this and the other. And so, well, this study tracked you know twenty Jewfish and they came back to the same holes. So uh, within got, a, yeah, within a come stretch, back to the or they've got three bigger Jewfish have three or four holes that they come back to to yep. get fish uh, to get bait, and then at night time the little ones will stay there because they don't want to get predated on, they don't yeah. want to get smashed. But then the bigger ones will go out to the shallows, smash the bait, and come back to one of those. Come holes. back to that spot. But yeah, right all on. of that's the, the all of the smaller ones will stay in the holes, and yeah, uh, the bigger stuff. ones will go out and they travel up I to. Love it. 20 right, Ks I, or whatever. I've never what was that chart? I want to have a look at that. No, oh, I'll have to show don't, it. Yeah. Don't tell it because <laughs> we can have that against you. That was a travel, that was a, but that was a study in the Georges, but it's yeah. behavior of yeah, Mulloway. Right. So it's going to be, the, and it's yeah, oh, that's it's, awesome. That'd yeah, be a good but, but don't forget that the Georges is, is uh, narrow and it's, it's not as long as what was not as big. No, the only thing I'm I'm thinking of that because I know where some massive holes are, like big rocks that are sitting on ledges with big yeah. holes underneath, and I reckon that's that's, that's where yeah, most that's of good, them good sit in the daytime know, yeah. as well. Yeah. Daytime, they so sit then we can there. start that like doing the drift with the liveys yeah. past them, and then I think we're going to be on here. And if you and but then it also gives meaning to if the Jewfish aren't moving during the bigger tide changes, why are people sitting in the same spot for six? Well, to eight see, hours? I don't do that. I move if I'm yeah. going to if I fish. So I'm going to fish for the. So today I'm going to fish for six hours. Yep. I'll move probably ten times in that six hours. Yeah. Ah, well, so I do a lot of travel and I move around a lot. If, I, if I'm different. Yeah. So Sitting in one spot. Yeah, I don't. I move. I'm there for probably an hour and then I'll go again. But mind you, I only fish four hours. That's it. Yeah, well, I don't. I go out for two days sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> 
I'm that's, just going but, that's, but you know what? The good thing is the time when you go for the longer time, you get more tired and more bored, and then that's what makes it even more exciting. I love it. I just oh, it makes it more exciting when they hit. I'm going to start venturing out the front at the moment. Yeah. I've done two weeks on the water without seeing land. I've just been on my boat for two weeks. No. All, right. <laughs> All right. So this is going to be bef- – um, We'll pump this for another eight minutes, and then we'll go to a, we'll give you a bit more of a break after the news, guys. Um, we've got a question here that we kind of I wouldn't say you get sick of getting asked, but the same question gets asked every time someone joins the Facebook page, and it's about, oh, where can I take my family fishing? It's the best and worst thing to ask, especially with Jewfish, because um, well, any species you want to go somewhere where it's accessible. But um, we've had a question from Rick Gale, and he says, "Quick hello, love the show. Wondering where the best place is to take the little ones fishing. I've got five of them, and they all get stuck into it. We do go under Mooney Bridge and get small fish, but I really want them to hook in a decent size." Rick Gale. So what I meant by it gets annoying when people ask, I mean that as a few things because I'll put up a picture of a huge Jewfish lamb based. And then the comments are, oh, I'd love to take the kids out to fishing here. Where's this place? And I'm like, you can't use that as a way to find out where I'm fishing. But also um, the Hawkesbury River has any any land-based spot there is good. Any boat ramp, any wharf. So if you go on Google Maps, type in So is he, wharf, gonna, is he talking land-based? So we're well, going it out says, the boat. Well, it says, um, yeah, I'm guessing because he says, um, oh, we do go under Mooney Bridge and get small. So let's talk about land-based and boat-based. What's a general guide for fishing in the Hawkesbury? I would say literally go on Google Maps, type in wharf, search around. Yeah, so you just Any wanna... wharf, you're going to catch a jewfish. I've caught a jewfish at every wharf. Every single public wharf and every yeah, single public boat ramp. When you talk fish, I mean, I talk fish different. So yeah. if I get zero, that means I didn't catch one. I might yeah. have caught ten non-legal. You know what I mean? So when I'm talking fish, I talk legal fish. Well, he's to talking. He wants so. to get onto something of decent size. Yeah, so that's where right. would so you, yeah, you want to keep one. that what we're talking about. You want to move spots and move around and make yeah. sure you, the changes are watered, big depth changes for and, Jewfish. Yeah, and most of the places you're going to fish. Um, if you're going to look at bigger fish, you're going to find the bigger ones amongst the smaller ones. But it's more the bait selection, how many rods you got out. I would so also if you're say getting, that, if yeah. you're getting, if you're out there today and you're getting sixties, move. Yeah, because the big ones aren't going to be there. Move That's, spots and get and just keep moving around, and you'll get you'll get one. And you've got to try different things as well. So what I would say, Rick, read is, your sounder, yeah, and it, it's it, all about that. If you're on around. the boat, moving along, yeah. and even talking to the kids about what you're doing and why, because well, I I know Gaz's dad didn't show him how to fish. My dad didn't show me how to fish. We all learned how. Well, we my were young fella, my yeah. youngest bloke, I um, I'm teaching him to to fish for Mulloway at the moment, and. and He's asking me all sorts of questions. Why are we doing this? Why are we doing that? How can we're moving again? Yeah. What boat are we going to use today? It's raining. What do you think about today? And yeah. I answer all the that's, questions that's for him. Excellent. And he's, yeah. He loves it. Because yeah. as a teacher, I find, like, because I do it as a charter, when I do it land-based, I explain what we're doing and why, and people say, oh, so I've been doing the right thing the whole time. I said, yeah, but you just need yeah. someone to tell you you've been doing yeah, it right. Yeah, that's right. Um, but if we're – look, Rick, if you're looking at land-based, um, as we've just said, Talk to your kids about what you're doing and why, if they're old enough to understand and it, if, if they're do, interested enough. If you do get a nice fish and, and you you sort of go, well, that's a, that's a bit of a new spot I've just found, yep. go back there. Remember, all right, I've caught that at like 1 o'clock this afternoon yep. on, on that tide. Sort of then look at that tide again in a few weeks' time and, and go back yeah. and fish exactly the same spot, exactly the same time, same bait, yep. and you'll find you'll get another one in that spot. I agree, and I think, like we said, everything is research. So you're, you're conducting experiments every time you go out fishing. You're getting data. So remember what was the moon doing? Yeah, so I run diaries. Yep. So I know my, yeah, exactly. I can, 
salinity even if you want to there's websites that tell you salinity water yeah. temperature get everything down and even um uh, one thing i've done before is when i was sick from work i stayed at home and i went through and i went through all my photos and yeah. i went through willy weather to see on that day what was the weather doing what were the what, tides doing it, and yeah. i went through and saw that there were big trends um, about what the tide was doing yeah, at yeah. that particular well, location. Right. And every location was different. Yep. So um, other than that, uh, Rick, like I said, go on Google, type in Hawkesbury River land-based fishing, two, two hours of Googling, 10, 10 years ago, 20 years ago, the same land-based spots will be there. Um, but wharfs and boat ramps, um, particularly afternoons on a weekday, will be your and best. don't fish off the wharf or the boats are tight. Cause no. <laughs> no, you're going to have a bad time. So, yeah, go, go, go after school one day, take the kids out rather than that. Um, before we go to the news, we got uh, we're going to pop into a similar question about the tides. Best fish top of tide when it goes slack is this true, or can you catch them on the bottom? By Dan Tussaud. So, is it best to fish on the top of the tide when it goes slack? Is that true, or can you catch them at the bottom of the tide? Well, it is. But you want that changes like we always say, change the tide. But then they got different spots, so you've got a run out spot, and so it's a high tide, obviously, and then you've got a low tide spot, so. Change yeah. of tide, t- change of tide is key to a jewfish, for so instance. So either yeah. change, I either think. change, low either tide. Change. I've caught my biggest fish on the low, yeah, but no, different yeah. spots. So different fish, like you, um, you'll have a spot that'll fish a run out tide. So the top of the tide on that change, and then you might have another spot will fish a low. So the change on that tide on the yeah. low. But Correct. it depends on the structure and features under the water. That's right. Yeah, because if you're your high tide, if you're in like a when the cockles are on the wall, things like that, like a rocky wall. If you want to catch brim, they're going to be there on the high because they're coming up to the cockles That's to grab correct. all the bait. That's right, yeah. But on the low, they're not going to be there because there's no bait for yeah, them to pick no off the wall. <laughs> no. So, but on the low with jewfish, they might chase up mullet that are coming up to hide against the banks. Whereas on the high tide, the mullet. Like I always say to everyone, you want if you're going out for a fish, make sure you have a tide change in that window that you're going fishing. So the, the always, always, always plan your trip in a tide change. If, make if, sure you get a change. If there's three things I've learned. In the time I've spent properly fishing, to change everything would be fish an hour either side of the tide change. That's made the biggest difference. Um, use fresh bait. That's the next thing. Yep. And then other than that, well, the tide change and bait, they're really the two biggest things that have changed. Mm. Um, how, how, how fishing has worked for me, really. Yep. It's not, not gear, not, you know, day or night. It's literally fish an hour either side of the tide change and use fresh bait, and that's what's smashed Everything that I was saying. Definitely. That's key. Yeah. So, um, really, other than that, um, before we go to the break, we've still got a bit of time. Black nippers. Ghost <laughs> nippers. The ghost nippers. <laughs> ghost nippers. What's a ghost nipper, guys? Ghost nipper is one of those things you go pumping for in the sand. Oh, <laughs> ghost. What, what is it? Go, a ghost nipper? They're called yeah. ghost nippers. Oh, right. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, you your little pink yabby. Pink yeah, nippers, yeah, so yeah. Everyone calls them yabbies or nippers. Yep. They're called ghost nippers. Yeah, right. Yeah. And so what's he want to know? Where he to get them? No, no, the, the black ones. What are they? Well, That's what I think well, he's asking. Well, the, the, you got, with the pink nipper, you've got the, the back of the head, is it, it's pink. Pinky's orange. The, yeah, right. right. So it's yeah, the little, whereas, just whereas normal. the black one, it's actually black. Yeah, Very right. So it's just be- like your um your your, your um, nippers and that like your crayfish. You got your pink ones and your red, like yeah, your blue yeah. ones. You got a big blue one that These comes. These are the they're, they're, they're the same species. They're the yep. same the same uh, crustacean or whatever you call them. Mm. Uh, but instead of being pink, it's black. It's black, right? But right. but I I I'm yet to actually catch one. 
So yeah, I, I don't, don't really, I can't really know answer to where you would catch them. I've heard you get them in like muddier places, uh, or instead- is it black because the the way the like the bottom of the river is? It might you know you might have a month of rain no, and you got dirty, you got a dirty I don't, bottom. I don't know. And that's I tried, why he's turned black because the, the nippers are sort of they don't really move anywhere. They're in the same sort of area. So is that why they turn black? I, re- I researched them the other day. It and didn't I couldn't, come couldn't there, get an answer for it. It just tells you they have. That's the only thing I'm thinking is is it just a change of because yeah. the water change and they've just Same changed the colour because they're trying color. to trying to yeah. Uh, well, let's let's go to a break and we'll see what we have to offer on the way back. See you then. We'll right. Google it. Bye. Need flowers, hampers, gifts, or wedding flowers and event hire? Call Angels Florist now on four five eight seven seven six eight one or order online angelsflorist.com.au. Angels Florist serving and supporting the Hawkesbury for over twenty five years. Station sponsor Magazoo Motors sell the Hawkesbury's finest selection of quality used cars from compacts up to SUVs and commercials. Late model, low kilometres, most still have the balance of new car warranty. All major brands open seven days. Magazoo Motors zero two four five seven eight four zero seven seven. Station sponsor. What was the next question, boys? We're going to get into now. Oh, Shane, what do you think? Uh, we actually had a bunch. We had a bunch of questions uh, already that we were talking about, and we've actually dug into uh, all different questions related to the river. But we're actually going to look at uh, what's the best way to rig live bait for certain breeds of fish. Ooh. What do you reckon, guys? Well, there's plenty of different ways. Um, first, I'll, I, I'll um, actually move my hook a fair bit. Like if I've been taken off and in the back of the bait's been hit, I'll move my hook to the back. Mm. Um, but first, I start off just as, as as through the jaw, and then come through, and then as the, as I said, if if, if I miss the bait, the, the fish misses the bait, I'll move my hook down to the back of the fish. Uh, well, when you so is that every like say every breed of live bait, every single fish shaped live bait, where oh, are you going to put got, your hooks to start? Like you just go single hook, or you snell? Um, I'm a I'm a single hook man, yeah. but lately I've doing, been doing snell because for some reason the the fish have been fight, uh, biting funny. It's it's a strange. They, they take them just behind the hook. I've noticed. Yeah, and it's been, <laughs> they haven't really been belting the baits. They've sort of just tinkering around with you, it. Instead you said of, they've been finicky. Yeah, so I don't know what's going on there. Well, I know Gaz is almost turned uh, converted. I, I forgot the question, guys. I've been. <laughs> yeah, he's, t- he's in his own. How little do we rig? How do we rig different live baits? So How do you do we, change it up for herring to uh, to yeah. yakas to blackfish? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, there's yeah, yeah. plenty of. But look, you want that fish to be able to swim as naturally as possible. So you've got to make sure your your, your hook hook connections are correct that he can swim without the hooks getting tangled in them. With the mullet, I tend to generally uh, fish and just pin them through the tail. Uh, the yellowtail. It can, can snell rig. Uh, you can put one in one in the mouth, uh, one through the nose, and one through the back dorsal fin, uh, and probably the same is with herring as well. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, so I think everyone's got a you different make idea. Them, you, as long as you can, those guys just said before, as long as you can make your live bait sit on the bottom and be as natural as as it is yes, when it's definitely. Um, From, and, yeah. and another thing too, what I'll, I'll do with the mullet, if I'll actually cut the fins. 
So I'll go through with a pair of scissors and I'll cut the fins so he swims a bit yes. straight. Yeah, I've got a few mates that do that. If I do that as well. If you're sitting in a paddock and you're a lion and you're going to try and chase a cow, you want to get that wounded one. Yeah. So you're going to go for that wounded bait. You're 100% correct. So you've yeah. all you're just doing, guys, trick. whenever it's lures or baits, you're just giving the fish the best chance to take your bait. So if you're going to make it look wounded or if you're on a lure, you're going to get the lure with the profile and the colour that looks like the base. And you're going to flick it around right in front yeah. of its face. You're going to bob it at the water and column you, where it is. Is, yep. And you're going to put some scent on it. You're doing everything to be like, there's no reason there's something wouldn't jump come, on this. Come down to weight. So your yeah. weight and everything's got to be absolutely perfect yeah. and natural for that fish. As soon as he's, especially like your big mulloway, as soon mm. as they feel there's something wrong, they'll, they'll just spit it. Right. And it's they. everyone says that. They're a bit sus and they chew on it. They yep. take it for a run. And then, this, and then your other. big flatties, like they'll come up. Like you'll watch your line. They'll come up and you'll see your line sort of go a bit slack like it's, yeah. it's pulled on the line. So he's sat there and he's grabbed the bait. Just let him give him another couple of minutes, and you'll see the line go again. And that means he's yeah. So he's just put in his mouth. He's sat back on the bottom, and then you'll see the line go a little tense again. That means he's actually swied that bait now, and then you can Mm. you can um, serve the hook to him. I think if we're looking at beginners, if I'm a beginner and I've just caught a yakka, and I'm like, because I've I've been in this scenario, and I'm like, I don't know what to do. Yep. And people have said yakas are mad bait, and I don't know how to put it on. I think the best thing to start would be whatever sinker you're already using. Use that, and just a hook just through the back of the tail. Just I through the tail. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, whatever just, hook you've already got on, don't go looking for your tackle bag to try find the right hook and try no, to redo no. the snell because it's going to – Just gonna, get it out there. Just get it out there on whatever. But if you've got a snell already as well, just try put the hooks in two spots near the back that are away from the fins. At the end of the day, you're going to use that fish anyway, but I find a single hook through the tail. Yep. What are, the only other thing I would say is I've heard that if you put a hook through the tail, they swim down, and if you put a hook behind the head, they swim up. So oh, if people yeah, are going right. for kingies on balloons, they put a hook just behind the yeah, head because it swims just, upwards. Just check too, like once you put it in the water, and just drop your drop your hook so it's, uh, you drop your line so it's underneath the water, so he's swimming, and, and just see what he's see doing. What he's actually yeah. doing before you drop him down. You, you want that? You want him to move his head freely. Yeah. If if you're gonna turn it around, it's no good. No. It's pointless. Yeah, he's that's right. It's pointless. So you've got to make it look. And make guys, it look what natural. better to try? Put a hook through his head. Put it in a bucket. Look at what it does. If you yeah. if you're on a wharf or something, there's nothing. It's all about recon a lot of the time with this. Don't just do things because people say to do them. Look at what the fish is doing when you do it. When I when I first started right. fishing for Mulloway a long time ago, we we we, we gradually learnt that we would get a yellowtail, we would pin it through the nose, and then we would pin it underneath through the anal. Yep. The anal fin. Then we would cut the tail yeah. to make it swim. Make it swim. Yes, that's what we used to do. Like a little wounded yeah. fish. Many, many years ago. I haven't tried that system for a long time. So oh. yeah. to answer the question, yeah. just make it as natural. Make sure it's natural. 100%. And go on YouTube and look at a bunch of people type in rigging live mullet, rigging live yellowtail. Literally watch it and then you've got to try it and then, you've got to, then you'll get used to it. But everyone does it differently. So don't just say, people say, oh, this is wrong, this is right. As long as it hooks through the fish, you'll be, you'll, you'll be right. Yeah. yeah, just not through the <laughs> – even with the face on it, yeah, I would say try move away from that because the head usually gets left. <laughs> but sometimes people say that uh, – people say yellowtail gets struck from behind because of the shape of the fins, is it? No, they generally fish – no, it's generally uh, when a predator, it'll attack head first. Yeah. Something yeah. to do with it, yeah, and then... Well, having yeah. said that, the other day... Well, I yeah. that, you know that live herring that we caught last week, yeah. that one solitary fit? Yeah. I put him out. He came back with just his head, bitten straight yeah. in The half. one that the southwest rocks as well? He missed the hook. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He missed both hooks. Yeah. yeah. And it was just cut in half. But I want to put it down to I think it was a big mud crab. He's just clipped. He's, 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 he's just sneaky muddies. Uh, 
just a, just a bit of self um, talk up. Grace has just said, "What's your biggest fish, guys? Mine's one point one meters." You don't have to tell us, Grace. I was there the day you caught it. Remember? Yeah. Is she out fishing now? Is that She's Grace? out fishing. Yeah. Yes, Grace. The, the, yes. the one thing I can't stand, which is just it's just the way people do things, is everyone that's an old time fisher. You'd say, "Oh, what's your biggest jewel?" And they're like. Oh yeah, like eighty pound, and I'm like, oh, did you get a measure? No, we didn't measure. If you didn't measure it, you don't have a photo of it, mate. Don't care. <laughs> well, I, don't, I don't really bother with the measurements. I, I go on producing the fish. I got to, if I don't go out and get a fish every every session. Yeah, I'm. That's what I go off. I go off quantity, not quality. But I'll if you pulled sure a huge one. one out and you knew it was your biggest fish ever, you'd try to get a measure. Like, yeah. I might get one that's over a metre and just I won't even pull him in the boat. I just no. unhook him and let him go. Yeah, it? but if you know it's going to be one that you're like, oh, I need it. Like, yeah. I, I got a scale the other day just so I can measure it if I get a big one because yeah. my biggest one last time, the scales went to 18 kilos and it went past that. So yeah. I was lucky I so had another even my, one. Like, I was out fishing in my little boat because all my gear's got to catch a I've got a bit of a tradition. Everything's got to have a metre fish on it. So all mm. my baits have got to have a metre fish on it. <laughs> all my rods have got to have a metre fish being yeah. caught or else they're not part of the team. They've got to yeah, go. Yeah. So Bat- I went out, went out the other day and I've been fishing a few tides now to put a metre mull away on, on, on my little, little work barge uh. that i got. So I've been fishing in that and, and we ended up getting one. So she, she's part of the How team. How good is that? She's, been, uh, she's part of the she's, group. She's part of it. She doesn't get she to... Just, sorry, she, yeah. say she had to go. Yeah. I, I can't put a... a a, um, how big? Because back in the day when I was catching, it, we went by weight. So it, did you have the biggest it, weight? Twenty eight kilos. That's yeah. decent. Right. Eh? Uh, but but these days since I've been back fishing, it's only one eighteen, hundred eighteen well, centimeters. All over yeah. winter I've been fishing. I want to do the thirty kilo mark. I, the oh, thirty kilo clubs. Me, I'm been trying have, to target I've got that. A date already booked in with Destiny that I'm going for that day. Yeah, yeah right. I'll tell you the date. Yeah, but so yeah, you, that's what I want to do. I want to. So you said twenty eight kilos. What's your biggest, Shane? Oh, it'd be like 24, 25. And the length? And Did you get a length on it? I got an 18 kilo on a lure. Hey, that's, so, that'd be nice. It was, was on like yeah. a 12 pound line or that 10 pound line? That was at the vines too. Ooh. I got he him. would I have taken you for a run? Yeah, well, he, he actually <laughs> took me across the river. I was only in my little 12 foot. Oh, did he tow you? I was in <laughs> my little boat, Betsy. I was in her She's um, and she got towed across the Jeez. river. It was like I was bloody in the bridge to bridge. That reminds <laughs> me of that, that video, the guy with the kingy. See, he's getting it on the oil rig or what? He's, he's, he's fishing around like an oil rig or something or some sort of boat yeah. and he gets onto a kingy and it tows him around on yeah, his, yeah, on his thing it, and it yeah, tows him around for ages and he puts it on his lap and it's almost didn't even, like I actually caught him, and then I had to sort of flop in the water. So I had in the into the boat when yeah. I got him, Jeez. and I got this jewfish flapping around on me. There's nothing worse. There's nothing worse than the that last. Was, seconds. I was only a young fella too, and yeah. I oh, there's this. That was me. Like once I definitely got that broke that big one. I thought yeah. this is my, that, I'm that done. That question here. that Grace has just asked, I took her partner out, Dean. I yep. took him out because uh, someone mucked him around with some sort of booking. Yeah, and I took him out because I. I felt sorry for him, but I, like I always do, I take a lot of people out fishing when yeah. I feel sorry for them. Yep. Anyway, so I took Dean out and we had a bit of fun. I was just showing him how to catch them. We went and got live bait and we come back to a spot and I said, well, this is a good spot and I showed him where and mm. we anchored up and we didn't, we didn't catch anything that day. So the following week, I go out with another mate. I'm fishing. I was going to that spot. Yeah. Guess who's there? Dean. 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 Stuck around. <laughs> yeah, well, I went down about 100 metres from him. Yep. And all of a sudden, him and him and Grace, all I could hear was, yeah, 
at you. Oh, good stuff. So and so beauty. Yeah, naughty. <laughs> and they caught it. I was so so happy. I really yeah, no, was. Good that's like you've said before with a few other blokes. They go out the next day or they go to the next spot. Yeah. And I've said when I take people on charters or when I take people on the boat, yeah. the next day they call me. They're like, "Oh my god, thanks so much. They I got go this." Out, they go. Out, they learn. It's from good it. that yeah, they get right. it on their own, though. I, I don't. I don't count charter fish as big fish for me. Like my my biggest charter Jewy was. I was eighty six on a lure. That was I yeah, enjoyed that. that. Charter but, fish doesn't count. No, but it's I think like you, you have to be on your own. Of a fish. Yeah, yeah, you got an eighty seven on on bait last two weeks ago. Yeah, I did, but I wouldn't. My, that's not my biggest Jewy. My biggest no, Jewfish. No, no but my I wouldn't even count that as my PB <laughs> snapper or my PB flatty because they were on a charter yeah, where yeah, someone literally right. put the rod in my hand. Okay, um, so they don't exist. And, don't <laughs> and my PB is, it's a metre 30. I love that fish that I, I show everyone the video. I, lo- I got a mate that videoed me. It was a horrible session. We got nothing all day and went to two different spots. It was a guy that I um, was hanging out with. He did drone fishing. And I said, oh, let's go for this fish in the Hawkesbury. We are fishing from six in the morning, got nothing. Swap spots, and then right at the end, we just chucked all the bait over the edge of the rock because the sun was going down. I said, oh, well, whatever we get, we get. And then one of my rods absolutely buckled. And then, yeah, it was a metre 30, 22.8 kilo fish. Close to that, 22 and a bit, nearly 23. I pulled the scales out, like I said, it was over the 18, and I thought, oh. And I got my other scales, I just picked up on the grips, and it was twenty. It was just under 23 kilo. And on the back of your brag mat, it says what the average size Oh, weight is for a Jewfish, and it was pretty similar to that, which yeah. was oh, cool to see. It's pretty close, but it's they not. They are close, yeah. but they're not accurate, but they're close. No, but that was it was cool to see it was almost the same for that length. Yeah. That, But just remember, guys, you, if you haven't seen the fish, if you say, oh, I lost the fish, if you didn't see it, it wasn't a Jewfish. And also, oh, right. if you don't have a brag mat photo or a weighing oh, on yes. it, don't post it online and say, here's a 30 kilo fish, unless you've got a, if you've got evidence of it being 30 it's kilos. it's legal, it's a zero no, too. No, exactly. <laughs> always, you hear people mats. go on, you know, yeah. zero. Brag mats are in now, guys. Yeah. <laughs> but, that, but that's the thing, Gary and I get a lot of people saying, oh, people are having a go at me on the page because I put a f-. and it's, it's, if you put a fish up and say it's a certain length, you got half the page says, we've caught bigger than that. We've caught tens of thousands of them that size. That's not that size. You're only doing yourself Guys, a disservice. If someone's going to post a fish on the page, put, put a brag, the, man. Put all the details. The more details you have, People will not bag. And don't say, oh, I would estimate it at this weight. It's like, exactly. but if, but it's, exactly. you know, but it's. If Put it you, on a brag, man. Yeah. And take photos and say it properly. Put a little story to it. Yep. And that's going to save all arguments. It's the same with brim and flathead and whiting. Yeah, there's always it's, someone that knows more than you oh, do, and they'll happily yeah. they'll happily let you know yeah. it. So yeah. don't. It's not on anyone else but you to post and about it. That's why we don't get none of that on my on well my page because. I don't like it, and I just no. delete it straight away. But that's why uh, I got a video last time, and I got like heaps of photos. I don't like keeping them out of the water long, but no. I got a video, and then people say, "Oh, that's not a meter thirty. and I'll show them a video, and I'll, on the brag mat with the tail over the one twenty. But it's um, I haven't caught many bigger ones or around that size because I haven't been fishing as long as most other guys on the page. But I'll definitely get a photo and a that, video of that everything. That one I got in the cash comp, the one fifteen, that was cool. That, but that that, 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 that fish, I I, I had it. I really, really struggled yeah. uh, because the current was really raging yeah. and trying to land a fish and hold your rod and at the same time, it was really awkward. But I, I, I got it in, but I got it in, I put it, I put it straight on the brag mat 
And then I, put, I, I, I took a live video of it, and then she went straight back in the water. And as a part, um, Davey P said, how can I make sure that the um, stop the hook from turning back and hooking back into the live bait with a single hook? Um, yeah. Be missing a lot of fish with that? Really, that's up to you. It's, it's all about how you... What kind of hook you're using no, as well? No, well, it's it's how you place the hook. It's yeah. how you set it on a certain part of the body. If you yeah. put it in a softer part, it's going to turn around on you. Yeah, that's why sometimes, especially with yellowtail, uh, with yellowtail and tailor, uh, if you got two places, you can up through the lip or you can put it through the nose. All right, and but then but then the back hook, you got to put it on a real firm firm part of, of it and you've got to have that distance you can't have it stretching or tight it's got to be it's got to be uh, yeah i get you some something i would offer if dave if you're losing a lot like that and i haven't told many people about how i've done this is go get some beads the glow beads that are just this there's flexible glow beads you can get um they're the ones that you put on just before the slider and on your hook put one through the eye of the like put it through the hook the sharp part of the hook and slide it up the rod um, up the hook and then put another one get another one ready what you can do is actually make a stopper on your hook well what you'll find too if you're if you're Man. like he's saying if he's missing a lot yeah it's it's most of the time it's not even Jewfish. Jewfish will absolutely they'll nail. demolish you. Yeah. They've gone. They'll take that bait straight down. Exactly. But if you're if you're losing them, get yeah. a bead. Put it up the sharp part of the hook to where you're going to think that you want to stop the bait on the hook and then put your bait on and then quickly roll on another. You, that's it. And then you'll notice that you won't have the hook move on the fish. If you put a bead on either side of the bit of bait, I can. if you want to message me directly, I can show you how to do it. I know people that do that with kingfish. Uh, if this guy's just learning and he's... Well, it's all practice. So just pin it through the tail, mate. Yeah. If you do the same thing ten times, you're going to have the same result ten times. So We've uh, just got another one come in. Chris... Hi guys, what's the old? I think we've just we covered this not long ago. What's the ultimate size hook for a jewfish? Oh no, we already did. Oh, oh for, no, we, that's for jewfish. For jewfish, uh, you're going to have people arguing and saying that's, bigger that's, is better. Yeah, that's that's yeah, different sizes for different baits. It's just that's, that's right. like the old. Um, I would say four to five o. Religious okay. argument that one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm a seven to ten o. And it depends on how you rig your bait and how often you rig those baits. I'm not going to have tenos yeah. on until. So I'm, a, I'm, yeah. Yeah, so I'm the same as Gaz. I'm I'm big. I, I run one single big J hook. I don't use circle hooks. Yep. I find they slip out and yep. spin mm. around and kill me bait. So yes. I have a J hook, eight, nine, and ten. Yeah, yep. I, I go that with a big bit of squid because a four o or five o is not going to go the again, whole way through. Lately, I've been fishing because I've been talking how the the fish have been sort of biting that little bit funny. I've yep. gone back to a yep. snell, and I don't usually yep. run snell, so I've gone snell. Four o, yep. Double hook snell. That's what I do. Yeah. I do only because it fits perfect on on the bait size, but yep. bait. I'm not saying Have what sort of bait I'm using. Have you tried a four o triple hook snell? No, I can't, I'm not yeah. that clever to tie. Is that a is that a gang hook? You mean a gang hook? No, no, no a snell. Yeah, you are you allowed to hook snell three hooks? Of course you can. How many, many are you allowed? You want. Hey, isn't three, a, you're isn't there a limit? Hooks. Yeah, no, you're allowed you're to be able to afford them. Oh, but you do it. you do it with a what's called like a. Like a pili or something, not a gang, but like, or no, what's it, a garfish? You could probably go well, three yeah, on a garfish. You could, you could do gang hook, but you can actually do a snell as well. Mm-hmm. Snell, snell, yeah. So easy that's the ultimate. What, what, see, see what you're doing when you're using a um, a whole squid. You're putting one through the the, the top of the the hood in underneath, one through the, the face, head, out through the head, and then you got then you can put one in the middle, yeah, and then one at the tail. Oh yeah. And it just keeps it nice and firm, and it's going to get you a real good hookup. Yeah, excellent. Yeah. Well, um, um, the other than that, we had someone ask. They said, um, "Big Dewey swim into shallow water at night. And is there a minimum depth they'll feed?" We didn't answer that part. I've seen videos of 
We've seen videos of no. Jewfish fins out of the water, but yeah, it's yeah. But, well. but really, um, I I don't think there's a minimum. They'll they'll they'll, they'll feed right up into the bank if they can smash some bait. Or, so. or depths to answer your question. Um, so we've answered that question. Um, best fish top of the tide. We've answered that. Oh, do Hawkesbury prawns really work better than the others? Same as squid. So if we're going to use bait, does Hawkesbury prawns really well, work better than other prawns? And Hawkesbury squid work better than other squid? No, well, they don't really know that which river it comes out. As long as that bait's fresh, like a Hawkesbury prawn or a prawn from Tweed River, they're the same prawn. Like yep. they, as long as it's fresh, yep. the, the fish ain't going to know that it's, oh, shit, that's not a, that's not a Hawkesbury prawn, not eating that. Uh, I've, yeah. I've seen different baits, different prawns. Mm. And just looks by superior, superior the 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 size of a tiger prawn, prawn though. <laughs> the, yeah, oh the, no, the, I'm the, talking like a school yeah, prawn. Yeah, not, yeah, school prawn. Like the Hawkesbury prawn is far superior than any other prawn I've seen. Yeah, yeah, because as a prawn connoisseur, no, no, it's just that the 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 Hawkesbury prawn is a more tougher prawn. Yeah, it, oh, it, it, it's yeah. Very, more solid, and whereas your your tweed is soft. Yeah. All right, and it's not as tough as. I, That's why like you ever played footy against the Hawks. Now, if you have a look, yeah. if you have a look at the guys that are catching that are catching uh, prawns at the moment up at the entrance, mm. you have a look at those prawns. They're just soft. Well, no, they're not. They actually look like quite good solid prawns. Mm. But in the in the Tugra Lake system, there's three or four different prawns. Really? Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 There's, there's, but whereas the Hawkesbury, you got your Hawkesbury prawn. Gary, we didn't know you had this much expertise on prawns. Well, you know. Well, that's almost close to the old secret bait that I use. Yeah. Well, Gary runs uh, Tugra Lakes prawns and Hawkesbury Jewfish pages. So if you want to go in the Tugra Lakes prawns competition. Tugra Lakes prawning. No, I don't. Charters. I don't. I've never been Bring your own waders. I've never been prawning there in my life. I just read what other people do. Um, so, guys, we're going to actually go to a break, give you a break from the airwaves, and um, we'll catch you soon. The Hawkesbury Business Alliance connects and advocates for local businesses of all sizes, industries, and location. Talking about everything Hawkesbury in the river. Now, we've just come back from talking about prawns. Um, you know, we all, we all love the humble prawn in the system. The prawns, bro. Yeah, and we didn't know that we didn't know that Gary was a. Um, a prawn, prawn, prawn connoisseur and entrepreneur. Mm, um, love so, eating them. <laughs> yeah. He also knows about the black nippers. So, uh, guys, all things small, Gary's your man. So, we're looking at working through the others. Before we move on, I, I think Hawkesbury prawns, yep. But if you've got yucky, dirty, old Hawkesbury prawns sitting there and then you've got a fresh tiger prawn or something else, I would use that. But I would try to always get local. Local, local and fresh. fresh. Local and fresh. So, But if the only thing you've got is really yucky old prawns and you're about to head out, I would still go go to but, Woolies and grab something but else. See, see, look, tweed, tweed baits, they supply Hawkesbury prawns. Yeah, yeah that's right. So yeah. They supply from mostly around Australia. Yeah. yeah. Right. So it just goes to show you, to tell it you comes that in what's a popular prawn yeah. around yeah. Australia. Exactly. His tweet is, is the Hawkesbury prawn. Yeah. Because there's so many trawlers. There's well, it's not only that. They're just, they're <laughs> just such a great, sturdy prawn. Yeah. They really are. A great, sturdy prawn. Good. Not dirty, sturdy. 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 We've got to draw that prize too. I'm we do, mate. Am I we'll, in this prize or what's we'll what happened to pop that in. <laughs> Well, I think what we'll do is we'll do a random – I think we might well, choose we'll – We'll wait a little bit longer. Yeah. yeah. No, I'm just trying – I'm just telling you. I'm trying to – to come yet. I'm, I'm trying to push it here. I want to win, I, I want to win got, one of them rods. Oh, well, guess what, guys? Bad luck. I'm deciding. Yeah. <laughs> oh. I've got the number – I've got the number um, – 
dialed straight in. I want speed mate. dial. Yeah. Uh, we can put all these into a random generator, and I can I can swim f- like put them on a little fake wheel, and like it just chooses one cran- yeah, question at yeah. random, and then we can make that the winner. It's up to you guys. Guys, you might want to choose the one that you like the best. I'm choosing what I like the best. Oh, what a huge dork! All right. <laughs> um. Oh, next question is one we haven't addressed yet. It's about boating. Um. Bill. Hi, Bill. Oh, Bill, Bill, Bill from Complete Angler. Bill, who absolutely left me hanging the other day to take him out on the first boat trip and then got his first Jewfish with his brother. Uh, Why would you want to celebrate a, a moment with that with one of your close family when you could have celebrated it with me? Yeah, you would have caught nothing. Yeah, you would, caught, um, <laughs> you would have caught a few sea lice yeah. <laughs> and some flies. What's Bill's question? Bill's question is, what's the best place to launch my boat for bait or lures? And what are some beginner tips? And are the sharks in the water at the moment? Dun, 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 dun. The sharks. the sharks, well, we've seen well, them in at Barawa. Your best place is Barawa, Cowan, but Barawa's probably the best one because of the mm. tides and you're, it's out of the wind, that boat ramp, yep. so you, mm. um, you can and, take your time. And, and, and good spots to sort of get in and, and learn your plastics if you want to start your plastics fishing because you've got them little bays and there's always, there's always fish in there to yeah. get Bill. hold of to get, Bill, get you going. Bill, get your Navionics, mate. Uh, what what Shane says is right is Barawa and, and probably Cowan. More to that, there's less flow in the in those two systems, so that allows you just to drift around and try out new spots in those areas. Whereas if you to go into the main Hawkesbury system, your your boat is going to fly. And I know the size of your boat, Bill. So uh, I would suggest you try Barawa and concentrate on that area until you get it down pat and then maybe venture off to other areas to give that a go, and then maybe you might upgrade your boat later Drop in on. a six-pack to me boat too for the tip, didn't you? Yeah. <laughs> I gave them. I gave, I gave the guys that complete a six uh, – not a six-pack, a 24-pack of the what? other week. Oh, yeah. oh, beautiful. They do their – Oh, they're good they blokes. Do, they well, I'm about blokes. to start podcasting, guys. I might get you to do a few well, with me if you're going to deliver they, six, yeah, 24 things. I don't remember getting a case. These guys do a, these guys do a tackle talk every Tuesday, and they're, yeah. they're, 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 good, they're good with their time, Yeah, cool. and, and they're good with, with – our, our fishing pages. Yeah. They're talking about tackling. Maybe they should bring in those Hawkesbury prawns because they're so tough. They might, you know, we're talking about tackles. They oh might be the best. God. They're tough, you know. Everyone, I'm just about to slap Nick. <laughs> um, let's. Uh, so if we're talking about that, I'll be honest with you, Bill. I'm not confident on a boat. So I've got my tinny. I don't trust the engine on it. So I've only gone to Barrera and I've only been out three or four times by myself. Every other person I know that fishes and has the boat, they run the boat. Right, that's why I do land base because I'm not confident on the boat yet. So I go to Barrera because if something goes wrong with your boat, especially if it's your first few times taking your tinia, and I would recommend that for absolutely anyone, go somewhere with small current, small tidal flow. If anything happens to you, you can just drop anchor and wait. You don't want to be heading out under Mini Mini Bridge on the first time out on your boat and then your boat gives your oh, engine no. gives way. Make sure your lights, your nav lights, yeah. work before you S- get home. The safety of first. Times I get out in the river at night and there's. Oh, People coming mate. towards me and there's no nav lights no. on you thinking... What are you, know, you doing? And spotlights, just cut them wires and throw them in the river. <laughs> you don't need them. It's not, it's, and that's one thing <laughs> I had to learn was it's not like a car. You don't need headlights no, no, and that. The I less light, it. the better. Turn your nav lights down. Like, turn your nav... You're your, your nav. yourself. You're blinding every, every yeah. part around you. So just cut the wires, unbolt it, and just throw it into the river. <laughs> <laughs> um, also, yeah. oh, it's, you don't. Yeah, it's, well, it's, I know it is a some people take the light. They've got light bars yeah, on their I boat. I like can't just thinking, what the no? Hell? Oh, no but also, you d- you don't know any better unless anyone tells you. Yeah. So y- you will see better at night with nothing on. So turn the not close. 
lights. Um, make sure you have your sounder dimming. You're dimming your sounder lights and turning the lights off inside your boat. And you've just got your navs on. You will see way easier. And look, I, I don't fish at night for that reason as well. I'm not confident yet. So, and bilge pumps. Yeah. So safety first. All your safety gear. And I would say, Bill, I've saying this to guys. Take less with you. Yeah. Uh, when it comes to rods, take two rods. When it comes to an esky, get a kill bag that you can fold up and get away. You want the whole deck clear when you're going out. If yeah, you, that's if, right. especially if you're, if you're, if you're new, boat. if you're new, there's no point in having a gaff. There's no point in having a huge well, net. I, I set all that and um, everything out, and then I'll sit all my lines up, and then I pack everything away. So yeah. all I've got a clean deck, so I can't. You don't want a hook sitting there. Or, yeah. I look at your boat, Shane. I go, how the hell <laughs> do you fit in there fishing? There? Oh, I love, I love little boats. My I just, God, I just, I've, I've got a bigger, guys, I've got a big four, five it, meter center console. It's the size of a matchbox, guys. <laughs> I love. Boat. It. I just find I don't it. Don't know so how he does fun. it, but he does it. Uh, Bill, also, Bill, I'm going to ask you a question, Bill. You put a post up yesterday that you're going after some bass. How Ooh. did you go? Let us know. Oh, I I saw what he did, but you can go look for yourself, Kaz. No, I want to know <laughs> how he went because I know his he's other his other crew members from from uh, complete, complete they went and they got some Zach and the boys they got some real good bass. Yeah, excellent. Well, um, so yeah, as a starter, less on deck, all your safety gear. Go somewhere where there's less tidal flow. Yep. Wait till you're confident, especially yeah. at night. Wait till you're confident. Go out with one of your mates that can show you what to do and ask questions. Yeah, and just you, make sure, double check all your gear too, your, your safety gear and stuff oh, like and, that, your and, life jacket. You've got a yeah. self-inflating life jacket's up oh, to date. Yeah. Just Set, yeah. he's in, in, but in maritime, they're going to hit you up, so make sure you've got all your gear with you. Yeah, but definitely, nice Bill, find. just go to your, your tidal areas that are slower, and you know, work the banks. All yeah. right, don't go out in the middle of the channel. Work around the banks, and then you'll have a lot of fun, mate. Yep. Especially with your plastics. Yep, excellent. And get the number for Marine Rescue, just so that you know who to call if something goes wrong. Correct. Because you've yeah. got some great community members that'll be out there, but you don't want to be out there with nothing to do and nowhere to go. Oh, but even just yeah. flag. If you see a boat come down, your boat boat yeah. rules are a bit different. Everyone's out there to help each other. Like yeah. I tow, I, was, I tow bloody five boats a week, I reckon, from yeah. breaking down. I was watching him yesterday on his video, and he actually had his life vest on. Mm. Yeah, yeah, he had everything ready, so yeah. which was good. Excellent. He's, 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 he's yeah, a good start. So by the do rules. all your rigs before you go. You're not going to want to tie an FG knot on a tinny. Um, <laughs> get everything ready before you go, and if you're not ready, don't go. Like it's there's no point getting out there and you get you get frustrated. You don't have fish. You got to do your rigs. You forgot to put the bu- the bung in. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, it's all the basics, and that's the things people will forget. Charge if you haven't used your boat in a while. The other thing I would say, and I've told guys this before. Start your motor the day before. 100%. I do it. Start it the day before. And uh, don't you start your bastard. Get brake cleaner. (laughs) Brake cleaner is ether. Get brake cleaner in a can in your boat. And you'll notice... If you, everyone that's listening right now, get brake cleaner. It's the same as start your bastard. What do you want the brake cleaner for? It starts your boat. It's, fl- well, it's, it's, I wouldn't go out if I got a can, if I have to use a can of well, brake I mean, cleaner with me. If I haven't, if I haven't <laughs> started it, if you haven't started your boat uh, in a while, you take your cowling off. Your local mechanic can get yeah. to come and see uh, you. Brett, where are you? Yeah. Oh, you Brett. So, um, Always start your boat and run it the day before, and you'll notice the next time, the next morning, you get to the ramp. Yeah, but it's gen- good. But generally, you'll find that on a lot of old motors, Nick. The, yeah, the, 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 the newer motors, you, you won't no. have that problem. But then your battery. If you haven't used your boat in a while, yeah. charge your battery oh, the day before. Well, how about turning your batteries off when you finished your day's fishing? Yep. Yeah. All those things, they're the things that can throw – you can have perfect everything and then your battery's flat. I had – when I got purchased my boat in 2016, mm. I bought two new batteries for it. 
Yeah, how long those two batteries lasted? Until recently, when you got your help from Ben Sultana Correct. at A&R Batteries. Correct. There yeah. you go, Ben. Shout out to you. How long was that? That's uh, five years, I think it was. Yeah. Five years. Five, yeah, that's five years. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And it was only because... My boat was sitting in a warehouse for, for nine months doing yeah. nothing. Oh, to get yeah. fixed. Yeah. Yeah. But that's the key. Is It's the same as cars. People say, oh, yeah, my battery went flat the other day after I bought it. Look it's after like, your batteries, man, guys, and they'll look after you. They are a serviceable item. They're only supposed to last to up to three years. So if it does go, look, they're, they're yeah. supposed to yeah. go in a car or a boat. Fair for your batteries. I'm always, mine's are constantly going. Yeah. 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 So um, it's all, the, all that basic batteries. stuff when you first get a tinny. It's all the basics, and then you're like – you need to stay close to the ramp. And then once you know it's going to get more and more reliable, then you can venture further. Have we got any more questions? Well, we're going to have to we'll have, pop into one more question before we go to a break. I and then we're going to. We've got plenty of questions. Do we? I find, well, dude, we've got like another 10 questions. <laughs> we, we won't get um, So, Bill, thanks. Um, hopefully, that gives you a bit of advice. But when it comes to boating, look, I'm still. I'm still new to it as well. I Just still get ask, out there. and 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 don't feel bad to ask your mates questions when you're on their boat. Just say why are you putting the boat this way. What what do you do when the wind's going this way? Your mates will know that you want to know to be safe. They'll answer your questions. Guys, you guys out there that are just starting off in boats. Just take your just time. Take your time. Don't go thinking I'm going to go way out to sea and things like that. Get into the river. Go up to the fresh water. Just put your boat in and just take it easy. Don't be a pelican like me. No, no. no just, <laughs> Bloody just bozo. Get used, get used no. to your boat. And then once you're used to the boat and you've got confidence, then you can start heading out. No area. one's confident when they first start. So before we go uh, to the break, let's go to this question, which I thought was a bit tricky, which um, people might know the answer to this. Uh, Paul Andrew, you said, how can I target Jewies and flatties at the same time and location? I catch really good flatties already, but I want to get a trophy Jewfish. Oh, and also, can I get the two fish with one rod? So yep. if we're yes, going right. for flathead, well, if we're already smashing the flathead, well, what do I really need to change or what do I do to Mate, get the Jewfish? He's in the area already. If he's in an area where he's catching flathead, yep. he's going to catch mother. I didn't know they were at Woodcroft Lake. So Jesus. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Blimey. If you're, like, for instance, you're not going to, you're not really going to get a flathead if you're on a reef. You want to move out to them changes where, where that the metre changes or the, the metre depth, and a half yeah, yeah. changes where yeah. it's a sandy bottom. Yep. And that's where you're obviously going to get your big flatties and your, and your jewfish. So where he's fishing, you're, you're going to get one. Yep. Maybe just find a, a deeper gutter, like where you get your bumps. You might have like a, a metre and a half rise in, in the bumps where the, where the tide pushes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You've got real big bumps. It's, if he tucks into there, you'll, you'll get a It's just jewfish. like... Beach fishing, yeah, you've got right. your gutters, yeah, and it's the same as with so, when you're fishing in in the river. Yeah, but I'm not talking. I'm talking the bumps. So when you're coming up, and you've got the rise, the steps. Got, yeah, yeah, I like yeah, the yeah. steps, like in um, so Bar Point. Bar Point's got no, the steps. No, no, no. Yeah, so you got the bumps. Yeah. there, or the bottoms all all up and down like no, that. It goes all, like wavy and that. Yeah, yeah so and that's they where sit. you want to be fishing. Yeah. If, he's in, if you find them, you're going to Milton Island up steps. Yeah, that's right. I would say just like we've said with anything else is whatever anyone tells you to do. Whether it's a like with a spot, what makes that spot good for Jewfish or for flatheads? Don't Hawkesbury just. Hawkesbury Race Club, the event centre really in the sure Hawkesbury, perfect so for weddings, conferences, we'll and special occasions. Afterwards. With a four star motel boasting 30 luxuriously appointed rooms, Hawkesbury Race Club 0245 772263. Station sponsor. As a local for over 30 years, Matt from Emperor Air knows air conditioning. Now is the perfect time to contact Emperor Air, your local air conditioning specialists. Call today, 91250566, Emperor Air, where your comfort is our priority. Station sponsor. Need a lawyer? Contact Cathy Stevenson Associates, offering 24-7 free legal advice. 
Contact their office on 4555 or via au. Station sponsor. Piggy Boutique. Linen and cotton clothing for both men and women. Shop 5, 340 Windsor Street, Richmond. Contact us on 0414-906-009 or figgyboutique.com.au. Station sponsor. It's a win-win when you bank with your local community bank because we return profits directly to the Hawkesbury community. Where else can great banking create such a positive impact? Switch today. Bendigo Bank, the better big bank. Station sponsor. Hawkesbury screen printing and embroidery for all your workwear, personal protection, and sporting needs, as well as a huge range of promotional items. Call 457-111-51 or sales at hawksbreedscreenprinting.com.au Station sponsor. Magazoo Motors. Sell Hawksbury's finest selection of quality used cars from compacts up to SUVs and commercials. Late model, low kilometres, most still have the balance of new car warranty. All major brands, open seven days. Magazoo Motors. 02 4077 Station sponsor. It's that time of the year again to get the wood ready for the fire. And you need a great, reliable and powerful chainsaw. So don't muck around, get a Husqvarna and make the job easier. And if you drop into Paul Richmond, they're going to give you trade-ins on your old chainsaw and heaps more bonuses. Paul's Richmond Knowers, Windsor Street, Richmond. Give them a call on 4578-1033. That's 4578-1033. Paul's Richmond Knowers. Station sponsor. Right, oh, we're back into it. Here you go. What's the next question, Nick? Uh, all right, uh, we've covered a lot today. We're going to see uh, if we can cover something that was asked earlier on. Was about squid in the Hawkesbury. Um, when and where are the best times to chase squid in the Hawkesbury? And we got uh, didn't, well, this was posted on the page this week, and um, we had some good responses about squid in the Hawkesbury, mm-hmm. or unless it was in the group chat. Um, where and when? Question just come in. Yeah, it was on the previous uh, the previous question about squid. Um, you're not going to – pit water is key. Pit water is where you're going to get most of your pit squid. Pit water is the key and cowan is the key. Yeah. All right. But uh, it, it, you – Time of year? Time of – Is that the same year, as everything? No, no, all year round. All year round. The squid. Yeah, but, but I think you're going to find them more like other fishes. Out at winter, everything slows down. Winter in Cowan is most probably your prime spot to go. Because mm-hmm. um, well, I go hair tailing in winter. Yep. And let me tell you, the amount of squid that were around the boat, Wow. Yep. It was just unbelievable. I think, but it's more about the place. So if you go in Cowan, I know that a lot of people go around Apple Tree Boat Ramp. I know a lot of people go around near Illawong Bay. Can't yep. tell you exactly where. You'll need to figure it out. You've got to find, find the weed beds Apple beds. Yeah, Google Maps, scroll around and you'll around see you'll, you'll even, see it. Even this time of year, they should be in Barrow, but they're not because the, we had all that fresh water come yep. through and we had them floods. squid in Barrow. Yeah, you get them in there. You can so you'll, the, they'll be up in the bays where around yeah. the boat ramp. I've caught them at the boat ramp, caught them up in the well, deep bays and stuff like that. <laughs> it's only because what's happened all the all the fresh water. So we've had all that or them them three floods we had have yeah. killed all the weed and all the all the That's, oysters and stuff like well, that. This, so they're not coming now up. Now this is the same as with the Nepean River. Yeah, it, all that flood took all the weed away. I can't catch a mullet up there at the moment. Yeah, yeah. You know? but and but also crazy. don't people say that squid's better after the rain when the water's clearer? Yeah, well, people yeah, say that. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, but all yeah. I'm saying is the, the actual full, the fresh yeah. waters killed all the all the weeds, so because yeah. it, it's a saltwater so weed, so there all the weeds when and I stuff went, have died. When I went the other week, uh, I was fishing in an area, uh, and and the water was discoloured. Yeah. Now we were getting them, but we kept drifting off it because the wind was in a different direction. Yep. So if you find a squid, you need to stay on the same depth 
line that they're, they're in where you caught them. Yeah. But if you're drifting and it's going from, say, 10 metres, then it's going 9, 8, 7, you've gone off them. Yep. You need to get back in that 10 metre mark. Yeah, because that weed bed's yeah. going to be on that Th- same that's line. That's where you need to go. Yeah. And it's the same as with crabs. Yeah. Same thing. You've got to get on the line where the weed beds, the edges of the weed beds, and that's it. Yeah. And one of our questions was about um, best time of year and place in the Hawkesbury to try catch crabs. Last week we said the place would be between Bar Point and, you know, Bar Point, Spencer, around near Wiseman's Ferry, that stretch, any of the creeks. Well, but time of mud, year. That's mud crabs. If they want yeah, blue so swimmers, it's the other end of the system. Yeah. And time of year is any month with burr. Well, they say R. They yeah. say R. Oh, really? Yeah. So is that summer? So because you're summer months. Yeah. yeah. Any, 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 September, any October, month that's November, got the letter R in it. Yeah. That's what they oh, say. Ah, like which March? Is, which is basically <laughs> true. Which is March. true. You're talking to a teacher, I'm like, I, April, March, <laughs> no, <but> Ray, <laughs> Rune, Rai, and August. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ray? What's the, um, what's the next one? Scooby thinks it's every month, mate. Um, the next one. Oh, will Jewfish swim against or across the current to eat prey? <laughs> so when yeah. the tides run, when the tides, when the currents running, and they spot something they want to get, are they going to be willing to go against the current to smash y- that bait? Yes, they're gonna, yes, yes they are. I think I think they'll be willing to sit in an eddy and wait, but then I think once they see a fish, they'll go out and get but it in a it's small not burst. Their normal habitat. That's no, what they don't normally do that. They so won't they, look. They're going to use the current too, so they're going to use correct, the current correct. to come down the river, yeah. to where they want to feed to that. Feed yeah, the river, so. they're not going to they swim. Will, yeah, they will sense school school baits, bait schools. Yeah, it's like there'll be a school bait go past my boat. And, and, and I guarantee you, a kilometre behind them will will be Mulloway coming, looking for them. Well, if yeah. you look on your sounder, you're always going to see the arch you, you, near you them. Do. You see it all the time. Yeah, and that's all how you time. find your. Well, at the moment, yeah. there's bait schools everywhere up and down the river, and it's if you see it underneath, yeah, right. Yeah, but do they want to do they want to bite at the moment? Well, that's Shane? the problem. No, because they don't. There's too much food there. That's and too just, much bait. Hey, went, Shane about. and I went the other day, guys. We went out to go get some live bait, and we could, for the life of us, we couldn't catch one. We got one. Oh, I must it have missed that text message. <laughs> <laughs> must have missed Drop. that. Must have missed that message, guys. Yeah, you're at school, mate. I was sitting oh. on the back of my boat having a coffee, and Gaz comes flapping up the river, and I thought, "Oh, here we go." I yeah. tried to hide, but he he um, busted me. So. Yeah. We knew it was Gaz because we could hear the Venga boys playing. That <laughs> boom, boom. <laughs> if you're alone and you need a friend. <laughs> um, next question, um, Andy T. Hawkesbury floor is basically flat with little structure. How do you find the structure and where are the pressure points and how do you find them? Well, the Hawkesbury's, I don't know which. I don't know what Hawkesbury you're fishing at, Andrew. Hawkesbury's got massive holes and dips and structure. But if you basically go back to what Gaz always drills in, everyone, is the Navionics. Navionics. Look on Navionics and look where your lines, where where your long lines are, that means you're out in the main current and where the real little... The little circles close and close and closer together. That's where your that's where your reefs and stuff are going to be. So and, and your pressure point honest. pressure point is where the reef um, where the current meets the edge of the drop off, which is like where the most well, things well like the bait will be fall, falling off or like where they're holding up. So it's yeah. where that where right on the top point of the reef where the current just starts to go bonkers. That's yeah, the, your pressure point. So your river, the Hawkesbury River, is not flat. It's absolutely up and down all over. The and place. local knowledge will tell a few people that a lot of barges would come through up Wiseman's Ferry back in the day, and they drop the big bulk lots of what's it called, the big oh, rocks and that. that was, yeah. So back in the day, what happened? is you had the boats that come from um, Sydney Harbour around up to the Hawkesbury to pick the veggies and, and deliver food to the farmers on the other side. So what they'd do is they'd 
ballast the boats in the harbour and then they'd come up the river and then drop their ballast up and down the river to, to get up in the river where it's shallower. Yeah. And you'll actually and see those huge rocks. Ballast grounds are now yeah. everywhere on the river and that's your reefs. Yep. So if yep. you guys look around, if you're finding around through Spencer to Wiseman's generally or around, um, I think around Bar Island, from that stretch up, a lot of people say that there's big ballast piles and yeah, things so like that. Yeah. yeah. There's think, actually a couple that are out of the water there. That, that I think big. Andy's more pinning, say, towards, say, from 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 West Head to uh, to Bar Point. You've also got your cockle beds through. Yeah, but that's there. what I was just about to get at. Yeah, so, yeah but I don't. Yeah, there's there's still reefs in there. The stri- oh, if you look on, holes. there's thirty metre holes and everything. Yeah, but, I don't know where he's. Well, there's no sinking. thirty metre holes. I oh, know where. Yeah, there's heaps. Where in the, from, near the where, front. from Bar Point to. Well, I, actually, I do know too. I know where three are, yeah. <laughs> I know Cowan's got some deep. I know where about four or five I'm sorry, roofs I was thinking out more out the front, but there's... No, yeah. no, the but river's up and down all over yeah. the shop. It's it's unbelievable I think, how much difference. Yeah, there. I think, Andy, if you've got your few spots you like to fish, I think once you start venturing out and, and sounding what's around, you'll find not only wrecks but reefs that... Might not even be on Navionics, but if you look on Navionics, you'll see where the depth changes, and you'll see quite aggressively where if it changes. If you've got a good sounder and you've got good colour technical on, on on it, you, you'll generally pick up your weed beds, and you'll pick up colour uh, cockle beds on it as well. Yeah. So uh, mainly in the main system uh, through that stretch from mm. Juno down to the to the uh, Ro- uh, Hawkesbury Road Bridge or the Railway Bridge, it is very flat, but. That's only a small part. But there's holes. There are there are squillied holes to find. You won't won't find much reef, but you'll find little 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 mounds uh, that are like little miniature reefs. I've actually gone I've gone through there a squillion times, and I've marked off a lot of little spots. Yeah, there's thousands, and I've marked fish on them as well. I haven't tried them out. I've still got plenty of spots I haven't tried yet. But it's not like um, I don't know if you're thinking, Andy, about like. When you go and like look on people on like the fishing shows, they like here have a look at the structure on here. You're going to see very obvious cliffs and things like that because yeah. they're trying to show you the most obvious ones. You will find that in the Hawkesbury, but also you won't find it everywhere, and it's not something that people talk about because that's like their little honey holes. People like Shane know where all the sunken the boats are. He's not going to go and tell everyone where the boats are sinking because that's where the the fish will hang around and things like but that. Your two, your two main yeah. reefs is 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 uh, Bar Point yep. and and it's uh, Flint and Steel. Yep. They're your two main reefs. Uh, so you, you, you'll see – well, actually, have you been through Milson's Passage? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's full of reefs. Really. Yeah, that's right, yeah. But, and it's quite shallow, isn't so it, then though? You've got, as, if you look at them, how big they are, that's what I'm talking about. So when you head up the river, there's yeah. mini reefs like that, that you've got to find. That's right, yeah. So all you basically do is just look how the water current is. If you, You've got to spend – like I'll, I'll spend days out there just – Sussing it out, yeah. Spots and everything like that, and what, watching the, watching how the tide comes down and how it eddies and mm. what moves, and you think, oh yeah, and think, well, in a flood, that where, where's things going to sit and hit the bank and then and then sit? yeah. So as it comes down the river, you've got you've got a big cliff face and a big eddy. Well, that's where say if you've got a, a caravan might come down the river in a, in a flood, just it's going to hit that bank and yep. then sink in that corner. So yep. obviously then that over time is going to build up into a, into a reef. You're so right. And that's, that's where you've got to get out there and, and study the study the grounds and make yeah. sure you're watching that sounder for for stuff well, on Andy, there. So. Andy lives on the northern beaches, I know that. So he spends a lot of time up there around the, the, the top half end, so mm. or, or, or the bottom half, I should say, around um, – Around your Juno Point, Flint and Steel. So it's very obvious. Yeah. So, and this, as I say, you've got your Flint and Steel reefs out, out in the middle. Uh, 
you got Junay Point. Yeah, so you've got uh, Patonga Reef. There's, there's a, they're everywhere out there, so I don't yeah, know what... but they're not out in... The only one I, that sticks out in the middle is Fleet and Steel. Yeah. Uh, because that's a broken reef, and that comes out and it comes yeah. out quite a fair dis- distance. Uh, but your Juno is is more tighter. That goes for about maybe 100 metres. Yeah. Uh, and then your Patonga one, that's not very big, Patonga. No. No, it's not... Yeah, no, uh, it's only like... A, Probably yeah, not, not many people. Football not not, not many like people that. would know that. Uh, yeah. And th- then you go up, up as you're heading up towards river. You've got your main channel systems. You've got no, no reef going through uh, uh, Wabi Shores. But when you come to Dangar, at the back of Dangar Island, you've got reef structure in there where the boats are. Yeah, but that's not out in the middle. See, it's all. No. No. and everything. And yeah, I'd yeah. just say get out and just have a bit more of a sound around. You're going to find yeah. some 100%. massive changes. And, and as, there, as so. we say, look at your Navionics. Yeah. Yeah. That's going to tell you everything. And when you're talking about pressure points, there's not really many huge breaks from the reef that go really aggressively up and create a pressure point. But if you look on the surface of the water, as you said, Shane, you've you will see where the reef is. Yeah, like if you talk. Changing yeah, and stirring up and if you're talking about Bar Point as well, people fish different parts of there on the yeah. reef, and you'll see that it might not be as aggressive, but you will find parts there that are. So a lot of people keep those to themselves when it comes to the river, but they are there. You just need to venture out a bit more, take a bit of time to look around. Yeah. Um, other than that, uh, we had a question: Is fresh squid better than live prawns for jewfish? I don't know anyone that fishes for well, them with live prawns. Well, I no, do know, well, but well, not I've, commonly. Well, yeah, yeah. I fish live prawns a fair bit, but I don't usually use squid, so. I'm saying prawns and that. Yeah, one. I'm yeah. not a fan either. Okay, well, I'm going to give you a little story. Uh, so you're fishing down the bottom end of the river. You're not going to use prawns for, for bait. You're going to use – you can use prawns for bait, but you're more likely to use squid. Why? Because of the scent. It's, there's a, a wide area where fish can come to. And so if you're upriver, the fish, their habitat's upriver. They're, they're feeding on prawns and they're feeding on worms. And they're feeding on crustaceans, or other like crabs and other little things. You'll find that downriver, they'll tend to feed more on squid, fish yeah. baits, stuff like that, but not not the prawn. So it, yeah. it's a it's a tough it's one a, to answer. Yeah. It really is. You've got to, it yeah. depends what part of the system you're in. Yeah, and what you like too. Well, it's yeah, pr- prawns. Don't get me wrong. Prefer. Prawns are great, but I don't yeah. know many people that catch. Oh, I don't know many people that catch their own prawns, keep them live, and no, use them for jewfish. No, no, I'll be I'll be very honest with you on that. But the also, the reason I use them because yeah. I know a couple of trawlers. So yeah. I'll go. I'll go get some live yeah. prawns off. The and that's how you can do it. So yeah, <laughs> Jace. Yeah, um, <laughs> but I would say if you're looking at squid, fresh squid, and fresh versus live, this that, and the other, everyone's got their own choice. But um, I would tell you right now, I've never caught. I've never caught a Jewy. I've never seen anyone catch one, open it up okay. with a squid in it. Yeah, right. okay. So I'll be I'll be honest with you, okay. and that's that's me saying, I've never heard you tell me. I've never heard you tell me, and I've never heard anyone else tell me. Oh, I caught a Jewy the other day, opened it up, and there's squid in it. All right, guys, it's getting close to finish time. Now we've I've had a look at all the questions. We've still got quite a fair few questions to come through yet. Yep, but I've read them all. I've had a look on the computer. Uh, we've answered some really, really good questions. Please be me. Well, it's actually Shane Turner. <laughs> no, uh, Shane, yeah. I'm sorry to say. Yeah, 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 Shane Turner. I'm, Where's I'm Shane Turner? Sorry yeah. to say, Shane, but it's not you. It's You're, Nick. Yeah. Uh, no, this is no, Nick. It's, it's actually not, Kathy. It's not Kathy. I'm sorry, it's not you either. But guys, I really like the question that Kane put to us. 
uh, about the flathead and about the glow sticks and stuff like that. I actually quite enjoyed that comment. Um, so, Kane, you've won 10 tickets to go into the raffle. Uh, that'll be drawn on Sunday. Now, with those guys we haven't answered their questions to, look, we're back again next week. If you want to put add more questions, just just text us in. Oh four three double four four oh double five three. All right, guys. So. And and Kane's chosen to donate his Stella to Shane Turner. Yeah. We want it to be known. Kane has chosen to donate the Stella to oh, Shane Turner if he wins yeah. it. We've yeah. got a message here. It's signed and everything. Is it? Okay. He's on the wheel. Okay. Um, guys, we've had a great session this week. Uh, we've excellent. still got more to cover. Yeah, and then those people tuning in next week, we're going to keep that question Pulse. open. So all things Hawkesbury. The Pulse of Hawkesbury. Pulse. 89.9 FM.